good enough. But you hear it in this is really good because this is like when you're about to rap. Yeah, yeah this, is a, rap. this is a this is a emotional sort of a. Oh, this is a tone. Yeah, buttery. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite buttery tones of the Pagey Train. I, l- I love how um, when everybody comes here and they get on the the, the Pagey Train, they're like, hey, hey! I was like so excited. I'm not that excited. No, but uh, well, you are internally excited. I'm I'm happy to be here, but I'm. Yeah. Yeah, some people get overexcited. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's well, it's two. What we're talking for two hours? Is it? Is that oh, two hours? Hour? Three hours? Uh, so let's just see what happens. Let's see what. Oh shit! I don't really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't time these things. Man. I don't time them. I don't time them at all. Like, uh, uh, basically, when I run out of battery, sometimes I'm like, I'm out of battery power. So it's show's like over. Four a.m. and the sun's coming out. Oh, dude. Um, I had um some uh, guys make me um power supplies for the Lumixes. So that they don't run out of battery, and they only work Very for nice. th- they only work for three shows. They fried, so oh. um, it's a bit of a bummer. So now I'm back to batteries. There it is. Well, I've got to go buy. I can buy power packs for the uh, for the lower body, but um, I just yeah, it's just another thing I've got to do. They're very nice. They're, so these guys are capturing um, footage, right? Uh, well, 4K? Do they do 4K? They do 4K, oh, but I'm currently getting uh, 1080p into a hyperdeck and a desk um, behind the computer there. No, you don't need me in 4K. That's 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 <laughs> not what you want to see. <laughs> you, you mean 360p, uh, you know, like, you just want to see me blurry, kind of see this kind of... Yeah. Oh, you know, you don't want to see me too close. Yeah, I think I need to be seen sometimes in a you know proxy light. <laughs> exactly right. It's like squinting through some coloured glass. Is that you? Yeah. 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 Oh, you look great. Yeah, I love this peephole ratio that you've got going on. <laughs> so it's really good. <laughs> so cinematic, so futuristic, <laughs> so new wave, man. Welcome so new to wave. The future. Yeah, yeah. Peephole production. Like <laughs> got a ring to it. Yeah, it sounds like we're selling something else, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, giggity, giggity. Sounds a bit more profitable than most films. Most independent film, anyway. Yeah, it's holy, man. Uh, you, if you are doing this uh, straight up for the money, you're in the wrong industry. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong, wrong business. Yeah. It's a lifelong passion. you got to love what you do. Oh. you got to love it. But I discovered it late, so I got, um, you know... Had the same problem. Sucked into it. Yeah, same, pro- same problem. Mm. I only got into it in, uh, I think it was 30 mm. when I started filmmaking. Mm. Well, I made stuff before that, but mm. when I like took a serious approach to going, no, I want to be a media practitioner, man, mm. you know, uh, and build media products and, you know, um, hustle nickel and dime so I can go and make the productions that I want to make rather than the productions I'm getting paid to make. That's right. You know, and that's uh, there's a slow march for <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. But mm. there's a lot of pride in in the results, so that's kind yeah. of what is the thing that keeps it all together. Is the fact that you, you know, take pride in your contributions, you know. Yeah, totally, and uh, the collaborations as well. Love, love mm. a good collaboration. The yeah. process is 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 great. You know, working with new people all the time. And mm. I, I love it. I love working with new people. I love the process. I, I I'm a process based guy. You know, mm. I I also every time I go into anything. I know that I'm going to come out with, you know, it's like a Tasmanian tiger. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you got this whirlwind idea and you just... And, you know, some people are going to get hurt across the way, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Some people have got to get out of the way, or the, you know. And so, you know, some sometimes, you know, a lot of people are very happy. Some people are not so happy. That's true. Uh, including you sometimes, but that's all part of it. Yeah, that's true, man. Um, uh, anyone can get the sads, especially in production. Mm. Um 
you know, and it's a strange thing that I have uh, when I experience in production. There's always this moment, there's this crunch moment where you question your own existence. Mm. You're like, mm. why in the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. And you're like, why have I chosen this path? And you, there's a sense of the cone of sadness mm. just comes mm. over you. Oh, yeah. And then you finish the production, you give it your last inch of energy. Yeah. And then you start planning the next one. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, that's the after the shower, cold shower in the corner, crying, Shivering. saying, why did I do this? Swaying back and forth. And then why did I do this? Am yeah. I crazy? And then you're like, oh, could we should do this again? Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think we're ready to kick off. Do you want me? To, well, I should do an intro. What do you reckon? Well, I, yeah, why not? Yeah, let's who, do an who intro. am I? Who are you? I don't yeah, yeah. Why know. are we here? What's why? going on? It's two guys talking. <laughs> I think it's got to be more than that, right? We'll, yeah, yeah. It's got to be more than that. Two guys, three drinks, and uh, uh, three spiders. You know, and, uh, and, uh, and, I, I and like a, the spider. I'm particularly fond of this artwork. Is that your own personal? Yeah, artwork? man. Uh, I've got a name for that artwork. It's the um, uh, man looks into the universe, and the universe looks back. Oh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love, 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 love. It's all about the title. <laughs> I just want you to do that 20 times bigger. Yeah. Uh, it's gorgeous. I love Jackson it. Jackson Pollock, you look, because it's a Jackson Pollock ripoff uh, for you guys that can't see this. Well, yeah. no one can see because it it's on the wall. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the uh, you think that Jackson Pollock is all random. Mm. It's not true. It's quite calculative what he did. Wow. It looks random. That's mm. the beauty of it. It looks random, but it's not. Mm. That's what mm. I learned by trying to do it. It's not random at all. Mm. There's, a, there's a technique to it. And a, a variety of techniques as well. Mm. I'm a huge Basquiat art fan, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be able to afford one. I think Jay-Z and Madonna own most of them. Okay. Uh, but I'm a huge fan, and he was a graffiti artist in New York. and in, okay. Bro in Brooklyn. He died of a heroin overdose. He's from Haiti. He lived on the streets in New York and Brooklyn. He took some of his postcards to um, to Andy Warhol and, and saw them, and he collaborated with him. And that's where he started to get some uh, global recognition. And um, you know, I'm, a, I'm a mad fan of his work. I mean, I'm not the only one. But now mm. they've kind of retrospectively looked back at his work like he's one of the great masters, you know, on the same level as Picasso. And the like. And oh, wow. He's a very special artist. He's a graffiti uh, graffiti artist background. Samo was his tag. And um, yeah, it was a very um, troubled I man. I love graffiti artists and I like using graffiti as a. Um, uh, as a um, as a measurement of art in a way, like, or a comparison to art is a better mm. way to say it. Like, um, short films versus feature films, right? People go, I only watch feature films. Mm. And you're going to go, well, to make a feature film, you generally have to start making some shorts first. And yeah. it's like, um, and people on trains, they go, I hate people that tag trains, but I like those murals. And you go, well, hold on. How do you think the guy that made the mural got there? He started tagging trains first, man. Correct. You know, you've Correct. got to go through Correct. the grassroots Correct. to get to the to get to the top. Correct. And, you know, even right now, um, you know, that's, you just segued me into it. But, you know, I'm doing a short film right now with a um, great um, director called um, Jonathan Adams. I don't know if you remember Jonathan Adams. He, no. He did the rough stuff, which was a, a cool sort of Aussie film. Oh, okay. In yeah, 2017, yeah. it had a theatrical release. And yeah, we're, yeah. We're, okay. That's why I have this beard right now, because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm playing Kevin in, in his story called uh, The Beginning. And uh, we shoot that... Uh, on the 18th, and I, I sort of play a, a cult, a guy who has a cult. Oh, you're like a cult leader. A cult leader, yes. Yeah, mad. I, I couldn't, mad. I couldn't say no to the role, you know. It was like, <laughs> cult cult role, you know. Why I've always not? wanted to join a cult, you know. Just uh, check it out, see what it's like. <laughs> and and the, the best bit about it is I get to, um, you know, I've got to appropriate with all these women to kind of make... Um, 
make uh, sacrifices uh, to the apparent aliens that are about to fly abduct. by. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So there's some really uh, cool stuff going on. So yeah, okay. I don't want to go into it too much. Because, no, don't give too uh, much away. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it's exciting. You know, it does Jonathan, sound fun. Jonathan Adams is a, is a good director. Check him out. Big yeah. shout out, Jonathan Big Adams. Shout out for Jonathan. You're right here, right now. Well, while we're doing shout well, outs, I should do a shout out for me and you, man. We still haven't done the intro. Yeah. Well, we, we, we haven't the had an intro yet. We haven't oh, done the intro. Well, we, 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 we're, we're holding people out for oh, this intro. Oh, wait. I, I thought you had a big graphic that was going to come up on the screen. Da 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 No, I sort of have that, but it's it's got my name on it. So it's like, da 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 Roscoe Page. And Michael Page. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the little guy at the bottom in the corner, and Michael. But yeah, and I can hear. Yeah, I can even hear the piano in that. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, that works out well. I can do that. I can do that. All right, so how we do it? Let's do. It. All right, let's do it. You ready to go, Yeah? You ready to go? This is show number two for you, yeah. Yeah, show number two. Yeah. Welcome to show number two for you. Yeah, thank you very much. Show number one nineteen for me. Show number one for you. Well, show up. We've been meaning to get Years. it for a long time. Years. How long have we known each other for now? Like this is. Oh shit, dude! I've been doing the festival with you for like maybe five or six years. Six, seven years, six, maybe seven. And six, I think because I think I've missed two. Like I haven't attended two. One was like. I don't know if I was in the country, I was out of the... No, you were, sh- you were shooting somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that was devastating for me. Mm. Devo, as we like to say locally, you know. Devo. Yeah, but you've been in a lot of the promos. You've been in a lot of interviews, man. You get plenty of coverage being a, a supporter and, uh, you know, sponsor of, of the festival. Oh, I just love giving back to uh, people in the West in general. Mm. So talented. Um, you know, as my wife is from the Western suburbs. Mm. Uh, we lived out here for a long time. We used to live in Emu Heights. And, you know, although I was born in Paddington, I actually first started coming to the festival in Paddington. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which was many, many, many moons many, ago. Many, many moons ago. And um, I just love the talent. And, I, you know, what you and Misty do with the festival, it's always exciting. Mm. Uh, you always discover great talent. I remember that Indian... Uh, Indian production about the guy, the cook in the... Yeah. Do you remember that? That yeah, yeah, stuck yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. what a great short. That If you haven't seen that one, guys, go and check it out. Oh, man, I, the actors in that movie I've seen in promos for feature films that are on Stan and oh, Netflix. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. They're killing it, man. Oh, Those guys are killing it. They're fantastic bunch. But that's just, you know, without directly, you know, shouting out to anyone in particular. I mean, there's so much talent that comes through mm. the Made in the West Film Festival. Oh, it's the, ridiculous. Uh, Myself, I've I been, can't believe it. I literally can't believe how good it is. It's I, great. It's great. Yeah. It's ve- it's it's world. It's it's, it's totally on the world, world class. stage. Yeah, it's, world it's totally class. world class, man. World class, I heard uh, we actually had a plug on the radio the other day. I got to hear, which 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 was a bit in, you know inflated my ego a little bit. Um, they said um, uh, the best uh, festival in the country. Wonderful. I'm like, wow, so I've never heard us referred to as that before. Yeah. I was like, yeah. it's got a bit of a ring to it. I like it. I'm <laughs> like rolling it. with that. I'm rolling with that. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, apparently there's, because um, it's hard to read your traction, right? You don't, you know, you might read your analytics online or, you know, read comments to try and gauge where things are at and see what people are watching. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can look at this data and make a educated guess, but ultimately you don't know. You don't know where the audience trend is at the moment. You may you may be able to see where it was, mm. but sometimes it's very hard to see where it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, what I get told um, by you know um, you know people on the street is um, uh, that people come up to us, they thank us for it, and they go, mm. "Oh, by the way, you know, uh, little Johnny's putting this movie in this mm. year," and you go, yeah. "Oh, wow!" And then you run into someone that's totally random that you haven't met before. They're like, "Oh, yeah, have you heard of Maine the West?" I'm like, "Yes, I've heard of Maine the West. <laughs> we run it." 
Um, uh, so yeah, there's definitely a, a vibe out there, and there's a there's definitely heat on it. You know, a decent a decent burn that's going on with it. So how did we meet? I was it. I don't know how we met. How did we? No, I think I applied for a job to go work with you. You and you were looking for a producer. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. was 2014, I think it was. 2014. Wow. Yeah, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I wow. and uh, we got chatting and we just hit it off. Yeah. yeah. I didn't end up working. I didn't end up doing didn't the job. You were doing something else. You were like, because I came back to you, back around to you, and you. Were, yeah, and I was got employed. You're the, yeah. You're the. Yeah, you were doing something else. Can't remember. Was I was running the, the TV band? station at that time you were as well. Doing the band on the Friday nights or something. And yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I was doing. I was, think, I was releasing an EP at that point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was a yeah, I was a, you know, as usual, just a busy dude. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I just missed that opportunity to work with you. But we we became friends anyway. So yeah, yeah. Oh, for life, you know, for yeah, yeah. life. And uh, you know, I try to support as much as I can anything you guys are involved mm. in. And yeah, I mean, I kind of been doing this now for like you know. I started as a, as an extra, you know, so mm. I'm pretty proud of my contributions. I was a, you know, body double and standing for Lawrence Fishburne. On yeah, the, on I know. I've seen films. Well, you're actually in the Matrix, though. I've yeah, seen you yeah. in the Matrix, though. You yeah, actually yeah. play a role in it as well, right? Matrix yeah. Reloaded. The directors, they were very happy with my work and mm. um, so how they, you know, Andy and Larry at the time, uh, they both had sex changes now. They're both women. Mm. Um, but at the time, Andy and Larry were very happy with the way I worked, mm. you know, how intent I was. And, but I was just there to learn how to make films. <laughs> I was just like, what? they're like, this guy's really into our work. It's like, no, he's trying to steal all your shit, man. <laughs> you know, but these guys were the best of what they do. You know, they yeah. really were impressive. I mean, oh, dude, a cutting uh, edge. Oh, you think, you know, you got to rewind yeah. the time, you know, yeah, when, when the yeah. Matrix came out, man. It was a yardstick. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, it changed filmmaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. And the kick scenes have been parodied through history. You know? Oh, the, it, it is, um, you know, popular media now. You mm. know, you refer to the Matrix in, in so many different ways. Uh, but, you know, watching them work is they'd have like two video splits going, you know, one here, one here. And then they were mad basketball fans. So they'd, they'd have the, the basketball just above. And I was thinking to myself, Oh my God, you mean you can watch basketball and make a feature film at the same time? I love this job. You know, <laughs> I love this job. This is my job. You know, I want to do this. And mm. every time I've made a film, I've been under so much stress as I to go to the bathroom. Like, I don't know how they used to do it, but yeah. they were impressive. Oh, dude, it is a it is an undertaking, um, whether it's a short film, feature film, documentary, mm. TV mm. show. Um, it is an undertaking. Uh, there's no qualms about it, but uh, I think this is a good segue to actually do this intro. What do you reckon, Mike? We're going to do this intro. I'm going to do this I intro. I reckon we're going to spend this whole time just <laughs> trying to get to this intro. Trying to get an intro <laughs> up. Yeah. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Right. You're, you're, I don't know what we're going to do. You're just I'm just going to do a piece of camera. I'll just a quick piece of camera and oh, say okay. why we're here. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah, are, we, are we down? Do, do, I, do I have to do anything? <laughs> no, no, no. Just I wave. I'll just wave. Just wave right. and I'll introduce you. Cool. Right. <laughs> and welcome to the Pager Train. Today I have in the studio with me, Michael Budd, writer, director, all-round awesome dude. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. There we go. We've got it done. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. We are here. I'm We're here, here. Now. We're now on the I'm show. I'm ready to do it. The show is the life. We, we are doing the show now. Yeah, we'll always do the pre-roll on the show anyway. I'll put everything in. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Well, no, Professional. Uh, well, other guests I say to them, like, um, don't worry, this is just the warm-up. Mm -hmm. But I'll put that in as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we've been, we've been 
you know, we've been we've been jamming, we've been jiving. Yeah, man, we're I don't talking. think me and you don't need to warm up, man. No, we, we could we could talk underwater, dude. Underwater. I mean, I go all day, all night. You mm. know, all night, all day. You just tell me what we're talking about next, and let's get into it. Yeah, you know, let's get into it. But I always feel like I can rap when I get these things going on. This microphone is great. I love the sound of it. Well, you started out as a muse, right? Yeah, I'm a rapper. I was a rapper. Wasn't you know, it? I was doing yeah. music, but I got frustrated because the guy who I used to do music with, who I love him, God bless his soul, he's still alive, but, uh, you know, Gavin Pritchard, capital G, we're in the G-Force, we're at the band, we were, we were hot, you know, we're doing what people were doing. But it was just like he never wanted to share the music with anyone. He was worried about the beats getting stolen. And, you know, it's uh, just so much of like we were all in the room. It's so common that. Oh, and we just never get it out. And then we, we, we had an album and we just never really pushed it. You know, it was all paranoid about waiting for the deal and sign. And we went and talked to some people and Sony and these places. And it just, and I said, you know what, I'm going to be, in, I'll just get into my acting, you know, and I, I, you know, I had a gig, I was a resident MC at this club, um, the Fringe Bar in Paddington, mm -hmm. and I was doing that every weekend, I was, and I was making money from music, and then I saved up a lot of money, and I went to London, mm. and I was actually on the set of The Matrix, and I, I said to Lawrence Fishburne, I want to, I want to be an actor, and he said, well, if you want to be an actor, you need to go to London, darling, and learn Shakespeare, mm. and I'm like, this is Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare? Isn't that the word, to be or not to be? So I went to London. I studied at the Impulse Company in London and I um, did two years doing the Meisner Technique, Stanford Meisner. Yep. He's a great, uh, you know, repeating... Uh, he, he was he was part of the Stasislavski technique which they discovered in the Russian theatre that yeah, they yeah. could teach acting, you know. And so he was well respected. Well, Stasislavski, just as to to, um, to let our listeners yeah. know, um, that that's a technique on acting where you you know anchor an emotion. Is that right? Yeah, I mean it's uh, investing in the ra reality of doing. Yeah. You know, so you invest in the reality of doing, and you observe and respond, and they realise it's something you could teach. And mm. you go further back as Richard Boleslavsky in the r Russian theatre, but I don't bog you down in all the, yeah. the theatre stuff. But but you know, um, I went to London. I started doing plays, and I studied at the Impulse after two years, and then I was trying to get my stuff out. You know, trying to. And I just, I was realizing I was Australian and you need to make your, when you want to make your own stuff, you need to tap into your people. Mm. So when I came home, it was in 2012, I made love of my life. It just all really happened really fast. Mm. And then I just started, um, you know, making stuff all the time. I did do um, uh, The Cold Light of Day with Bruce Willis and Sigourney Weaver mm. uh, in between that time. I shot that in Spain for three months and that yeah. was a real that was a real treat and that yeah, was something special and I got that because I was working in the theatre I was doing a good job in the theatre some casting agent based in Madrid was in London for the weekend saw me mm. said um, you want a job? She, yeah you want a job? basically yeah. she said um, I'm going to put you on Skype with this guy Mabruk El Marachi do you know him? I said oh, no she said he's really good he did a movie called JVCD it's a great film Jean-Claude Van Damme mm. and um, I was like okay so I'd set up my room in a certain way with the pop plant here and the lighting and the boom and i'd wait online for 40 minutes and then some assistant would come on and go mr mr uh, um marachi can't see you today uh he'll try tomorrow yeah. he did this four times so by the fifth day i was like oh man this guy's never getting on the line and then all of a sudden boom he pops up on the skype i'm like fuck this is incredible and he goes yeah. oh, i just this is not an interview because i was getting my lines ready i was gonna perform yeah, yeah, for yeah, him yeah, you know yeah. what I, mean? I can do this job 
And he said, oh, it's not an interview, just, you got, just a meet and greet. I wanted to let you know um, you're going to be working with a great actor called Roski Zem. Have you heard of him? Mm. I'm like, no. He goes, a big actor played in, you know, he's on the Chandrelise. Mm. He's like, he's on billboards, this guy. He was yeah, in yeah. a movie called Days of Glory. He's a big French Moroccan actor. They're yeah. all kind of French Moroccan guys. That was great. I always yeah. went and worked with Bruce Willis and like Sigourney Weaver. And I know Bruce is not well at the moment, but you know, it was really cool. I, I was working with Henry Carville, who at that time just got cast as Superman. Yeah. And you know, so I had to beat the shit out of Superman. So that was kind of cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I Be- love that. Beating up Superman is always a good fury. It's a good feeling. It's a good. You know, funny thing is, my son now in his room is this massive Henry Carville, like Superman uh, statue in his room. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Dad beat him up, right? He goes, Yeah, I know, Dad. I go, But you know, Dad beat him up, right? He goes, Yeah, I know, Dad. Yeah, you know, you told me that. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, Sigourney Weaver, man, uh, Bruce Willis, they're uh, uh, two of my biggest heroes, man. I love, um, oh, you yeah, know, obviously loved uh, Sigourney Weaver for, you know, Aliens and... Uh, She's magic. Oh, and uh, it was one I really liked that uh, was Galaxy Quest. Do you ever see mm, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest. Mm. It was uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen? Yeah, Tim the Allen. Tool man? Yeah, Tim Man, Tim man the Toolman. Really? Guy. Yeah, yeah. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. So they, uh, it's like a Star Trek parody, right? And uh, Aliens from Outer Space watch Star Trek and they think that it's real and uh, they get attacked by uh, you know the barbarian hordes from uh, Zenith and I uh, not know this yeah it's Tim I've Allen seen over 3,000 Alan Rickman films. Alan Rickman's in it as well he plays like the Spock character that has gills um, oh I must see you know, how, you know now, I do remember photographs of Alan Rickman with the gills it was yeah, quite yeah. popular yeah yeah so that's space, uh, that's Galaxy Quest man Galaxy yeah. Quest you're schooling me on some old school movies yeah because Tim I've Allen seen, is like the Captain Kirk character I've seen over 3,000 movies I'd say I've probably seen well, I don't know I, I lost, I've lost count I don't know how, I don't know how many movies I've seen I, don't, uh, I know how many movies I own I own about three, 4,000 of them yeah. I know that I've got a book that says 3,000 movies you must see and I look through it and I'm like very rarely find one I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know that feeling. Try to look for one. Well, I guess um, I've been mm. slipping though, man. I've been mm. slipping. Um, uh, well, the TV series is getting big. You know, this whole Netflix, this whole binging. this whole binge thing, the binge thing. I've Some great shows have been out, man. They have, you know, man. They are addictive. The, uh, they are addictive. We're watching the, uh, the resort right now. We're getting into that. We think that's cool. Um, we're watching that. And... Uh, you know, we're watching a lot of uh, shows. You know, this is a, it's, it's a changing time. Like, I need to start making content, which is 10, 12 episodes at a time because the film format that I love. And uh, I mean, I'm never going to not make films. That's the thing. Like, I'm mm. stuck. It's like, I keep saying that. I've been saying that, but that's all I do. I've made four feature films within 10 years. I'm prolific. Mm. I'm one of the most prolific filmmakers in Australia. Mm. And I don't doubt saying that to anyone. And people that know me and are familiar with my work know that. Mm. I'm prolific. I made four feature films within 10 years. It's not an easy feat. Hasn't been easy. And Some people take one, 12 years to make one. Correct. And each time I've made a film, the production value has gotten bigger and better mm. and everything's gotten more exciting. Mm. You know, um, Ruby's Choice with Jane Seymour, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm happy to talk about any time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we can unpack but, that. But, but um, you know, we just come back from Santa Barbara in LA mm. where it showed and I'm about to head off to... Um, another film festival which is just asked Newport Beach Film Festival have just invited me so, okay. so I'm heading over in a few weeks for Newport Beach sounds exhausting it's, it's tough life <laughs> it's, it's tough, tough life it's, tough, you know. <laughs> it's like the cocktail the last one was they call it the uh, where it was Santa Barbara's mm. they call it the um, 
the Californian French Riviera. It's all boats and it's like Montecito oh, okay. where o- Oprah lives. So we met Oprah's friend. She's like, I'm Oprah's friend. Mm. I said, that's an intro. That's it. You, de- you describe yourself. Hey, I'm Oprah's friend. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oprah's- we met Oprah's friend. My wife. <laughs> said, we met Oprah's friend. She didn't say a name. She just said, I'm Oprah's friend. I was like, I'm buying it. Yeah, no, cool. No, she changed her name to Oprah's friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now Oprah's friend yeah. forever and and Your table is ready, Ms. Friend. Well, I'd just like to say I'm friend of Oprah's friend now, correct? Well, I'm I'm, I'm friends with the friend of uh, Oprah's friend, which this is... This is how this thing goes, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a sticky web. It's a beautiful <laughs> web of friendship all around and excitement. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Yarn's friend. That's that's yeah, what I say to people. Now Yarn is the friend of the friend of the friend of the, the friend, friend of who's Oprah. Oprah. Like you're you're six parts removed from Oprah. How do Look, you feel? We, we pretty much all know <laughs> Oprah now, right? Yeah, we yeah. all know Oprah. We're all six degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, uh, well, she was in a movie. She's in uh, the Color Purple. Oh, she of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she was a great in a movie. actor. Great yeah, actor. She did a great job in that movie. Yeah, she's great. Great. Um, I used to watch her talk show though, like before she was big. The op- just the Oprah show. Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. the Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course. It was on at lunchtime. It was competing with, um, what was it uh, Jerry Springer? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Donahue. Jenny, no, and also was Sarah she com- Jesse Raphael. Wasn't she competing with the guy? I'm not the father. Remember that one? What oh, Mopo, Mo, uh, um, uh, Murray Mo- Polvich. Murray Polvich. Yeah, He's yeah. not the father. Yeah, yeah. Bastard, I knew you were the father. Yeah, yeah. That was a great... That was yeah, a great she thing. said she did not sleep with man, that man, and that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but tell us, tell us about your movie, man. Uh, tell us about this movie. Well, you know, I just uh, we just finished Ruby's Choice, uh, starring James Seymour. Uh, we got a great Australian cast in it, Jacqueline McKenzie. Uh, Stephen Hunter, Coco Jack Gillis, who I believe is blowing up massive right now. Yeah. She's on all types of shows, but um, great cast. Stephen Hunter mm-hmm. won the Film Critics uh, nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, great. Uh, we won Best Film at the Australian Screen Network. I won uh, a recommendation for director. We Jane Seymour won Best Actress. We got invited great. invited to Santa Barbara, so we went there and we promoted the movie there. Mm. It was really cool. Mm. We were playing in cinemas across Australia, mm-hmm. and we're currently playing in cinemas in New Zealand right now. Great. And it's doing really well in New Zealand. Yeah, cool. Actually, it's doing probably better in New Zealand than it did in Australia. So it's kind of strange. But you know, does it have a website? Do you guys have any no. social presence on, the, uh, on this? Can yeah, we look this I mean, up, Ruby's Choice. You can yeah, Ruby's just, Choice. You, it's okay. on the. They got a Facebook page going. They've got radioactive pictures. It's a Facebook. See, we get a page. see, we get a poster of this bad boy. Yeah, can get a poster of it at yeah. least. Do, do yeah, yeah, yeah. So something, um, something, something. Let's do something. <laughs> yeah, something. Come on, let's, let's go. Let's like let's not let's just. Oh, look at you. At this. That's a great shot. I'm in Santa Barbara there, baby. Yeah, you very, should see the Very photogenic, baby. Yeah, you know, <laughs> groovy, groovy, groovy. Uh, look, I mean, the cast is absolutely phenomenal. You know, phenomenal cast. And I, IMDb, man, I hadn't you know. done anything like this. You know, I hadn't done an Australian drama. You know, I really wanted to do that. Because my background's hip hop, you know what I mean. I'm I'm funky, you know. I'm not go. get tickets, you know. Yeah, yeah. Bring that up there. Yeah, you get tickets, man. Go get tickets. If you're in New Zealand, you go see it now. Yeah, put that to the line. Yeah, you Ruby's know, choice. You know, um, Jane Seymour. So I'm, go- you know, I'm really proud of the film, mm. and um, we started uh, we started putting it in more of that comedy area because so many people were coming up to me saying, oh, 
I don't know if I can watch it because, um, you know, it affects me so much. You know, 50% of the profits are going to dementia research, which is great. Yeah. It was financed by Sir Owen Glenn, and mm. he was a philanthropist who wanted to help spread the word about dementia. Yeah. Um, we've all become dementia ambassadors. We've been raising money for dementia. And, um, you know, we just... Um, you know, dementia is the number one killer of Australian women right now. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, for- oh, with a growing Australia, man, it's not, that problem is not going to get smaller. It's going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, Ruby has been slow because uh, in the international front, with, with distribution internationally, because of the fact is that we staggered the release in Australia. Mm. Then we, we staggered it into New Zealand. Because remember, even when we put it out in Australia, we had all those floods. You know, we had. Oh, that's right, the Armageddon. Oh, I forgot about the fucking Armageddon. That happened right in the middle of this release, and also, um, you know, the COVID thing. And now we're just opening. Oh, that was up. the other Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry, I forgot about that as well. Sorry. Kids. And I made it during COVID. <laughs> I was one of the only two films in Australia being made that time. I'm going to give you a trophy. That's of a man ice skating uphill. Oh, it's just like, <laughs> could you throw? You know, it's like I was... You talk about the Matrix. That was me going backwards. You know, and these daggers just kept coming at me. It was nearly impossible to do. But, you know, we did it one way on, one way off. Sanitizing. All stuff everyone knows now, you know. Yeah, yeah. But no one knew then. So how are we going to do it, you know? I had Jane Seymour in the country. I had her for like... 14 days I had to get this, get the stuff you know what yeah. I mean if she gets COVID I'm screwed you know what yeah. I mean like the pressure was immense you know what yeah, I mean? the pressure is already immense it's already big, immense forget COVID it's already a big problem yeah you've yeah. got a big international star now and she's on she's uh, she's older she's uh, I don't know, 70 or something so it's oh, not so she's in high risk as well highest risk category yeah, yeah. and um you know had this her agent very zany guy very cool guy goes don't worry she's got the antibodies uh, it's great news. He says she's got the antibodies. <laughs> it's great news. She's uh, got the antibodies. Yeah, it'll be she's fine. got the antibodies. It'll be it'll fine. Be, it'll be fine. <laughs> you know. And uh, I talked to my sister who works at um, Campbelltown Hospital. She's the head of the physio there. She's a gene. She's a doctor. Whiz. You know. No, whiz. My sister works there as well. As uh, she's head of ICU. Yeah. Well, they would know each other. They would. Totally, my sister's yeah. Charmaine. He, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my sister. My sister's known as the Dragon. So the uh, Dragon. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister's probably <laughs> Dragon as well. The very. It's a very serious business, though. We yeah, totally. we, we got a ble- we we thank their service and we need them and so totally we feel blessed to have them. Yeah. Um. And uh, she said, uh, "There's no antibodies." <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as antibodies anyway. We made it up, the whole thing. The whole thing was made up. Um, that's that's a really bad American accent on my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. I'm actually doing... A, I'm, I'm, I'm actually auditioning for a play right now called Clyde's mm. with a leading uh, film uh, stage director, Darren Yap. It's a Broadway play. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, in the, I'm right in the midst of uh, reading for him tomorrow. Yeah. So I've been... Uh, my accent is... Um, Are you going to do a, a Yank accent? Yeah, I've, I've been doing a Yank accent. I'm not going to do it now, but I accidentally... No, don't do it now. I, I fall into it every now and again by accident. You yeah, know? Yeah. I don't know. I know what you mean because I, I don't on, know I'm doing it, but it just happens. Well, I work <laughs> I, I, I'm strange though because I, I, I will I will uh, flow between different accents. So I like I like doing a southern a southern accent. Uh, I like doing a southern bad guy, uh, quietly spoken dude that carries mm. a big mm. stick sort of thing. Are you can do it. Are you can do it. I'll uh, do my southerner. Um, oh, no. nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, no, I can do it in all kinds of ways. Uh, I, was still, I was talking about you off air, uh, about it off air before. I've always wanted to say no doubt on, no on doubt. screen. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can do an Irish accent, I think, but uh, I'm a black guy doing an Irish accent. It makes no sense. I could do the Irish accent. It's not too hard to do that one. Mm. Yeah. 
Better yeah. than mine. Better. Um, yeah, well, I'm Irish, so it's kind of handy, kind of handy to, to be able to do your own accent, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, man. It's uh, uh, well, that's that's a strange thing. Like, uh, I, I I tried to. Oh shit, man, that battery is fucking caning, bro. Um, it's just so unpredictable. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, you know, the Australian action was Irish for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because sure. they they brought convicts over and they were all Irish. I'm sure. So you had Brits and Irish and and Australians sort of that a- accent really was you know from first Australians and Irish mm. blending mm. mixing together. Mm. That's where the accent comes from. My yeah. cousin's got an Irish background and he can out drink me. He's yeah. such a better drinker than I am. Yeah, it's just a DNA thing. Yeah, it yeah. is a DNA thing. Like who will hit a bottle of whiskey up and he'll just like destroy me and I'll just I I don't know how it just. He just walks out. Like, see, Mike, I'm like, what? I'm about to be sick. You know, <laughs> I'm about to vomit all up in here, everywhere. Yeah. No, I uh, I very rarely get to that stage. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I can put him away. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, but a uh, big shout out to my wife. Uh, she's Eastern European. Misty. Misty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eastern Europeans can out-drink Irish men. Uh, That's Misty. just a fact. It's just a fact. Oh, yeah, you're... you're you know, yeah, the Stravia, okay? Okay. <laughs> What he's a, Eastern what? European as well. He, uh, European? Yeah, he's Eastern European. Eastern he's, European. He's, from, uh, he's from the Czech Republic. Yeah. Well, oh, the Czech Republic. It's actually Central Europe. Thank Central you. Europe. Central Sorry Europe. about that. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, we love <laughs> the Czech offen- Republic. Don't want to be offensive. <laughs> Great football team the Czech Republic have. Yeah? Yeah, they're good at sports. Very good. They are pretty good at sports, actually. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, so transitioning from, you know, being a muso... Then going into acting, yeah, and then taking that step mm. further into directing. Mm. What was that journey like? Well, you know, I'm a guy who predominantly thinks he can do more than one thing, mm-hmm. and I can relate. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just felt like you know, Australians, filmmakers. Look, I think we, I think we're past that old kind of. You know, in Hollywood, where you had the Jewish directors who, that's all they did mm-hmm. was they got the shot. They didn't care about the acting as long as the shot was perfect and, mm. the, and the composition was right. And now you're going through a new cycle where actors are stepping into that role, yeah. you know, and actors are directing. Mm. And I just feel like you, you have to do more than one thing because it, it, it's, it's like, you know, if you just do one thing, then that's kind of like... You know, it's it's our industry is made for people to be able to do more. Like it's mm. made for you to be. You can be actor, you can be a producer, director, be a writer, yeah. a writer. Why would you limit yourself to one thing? You no, know? no, totally so agree. If you feel you can do it, you know, and yeah. the stigma just changed. You know, it just changed at the right time. People were trying to do new things and more things, and I just was one of those guys. You know, mm. I was one of those guys that wanted to do more. So I, when I was transitioning into being a director, I took a lot of my mentorship from Scott Williams at the Impulse Company who mm. who taught me a lot about staging because that's really my my cool thing that I can do, right? If you put like 12 people in a room, I can quickly say, uh, you're standing there, you're standing there, you're standing there, and you're standing there, and I'm shooting from here, 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 and I know where everyone should be standing, mm-hmm. you know, um, it doesn't stress me out. You know, I'm, I can just do it, you know. And then I love to, like, see the 
the human aspect of these guys investing in their reality of doing and the ball going back and forward and dialogue yeah. just fo floating on the top like a canoe you know mm. so dialogue just has to be lucid it has to float on the top like a canoe and the main thing is in the conversation is that that Im imaginary ball has to go back and forward bounce mm. you know observe and respond observe and respond mm. and so if we're getting all that stuff and then i can frame some good shots and get the light right you know it looks good yeah Although I think that yeah, I think lighting and sound uh, they're the uh, they're the silent killers. Is uh, the uh, lighting and sound mm. is what people uh, give less consideration to. They worry about the script, they worry about the performance, worry mm. about the blocking, worry mm. about the cinematography, composition, mm. but then they didn't light it right or they didn't record it right. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean if you don't have, I've always been blessed to have great sound people, mm. always. Mm. I've always had the great sound people, and I've always had, um, I've had good. I've always had good DOPs. I mm. mean, all my, you know, I've only really worked with four guys, actually, in four films. So I work with Steve Arnold. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys will probably know him from Last Cab to Darwin and um, Rams, which was recently out, and also Ruby's Choice. Yep. We worked together, Steve and I, in 2012 on, on Love of My Life. We made a really cool horror film that we decided we didn't want to put any gore in it. <laughs> and that, that was a big backlash because we were trying to play with, like, speaking of sound, I was trying to do um, sensor deprivation through sound, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Trying to play with different things, different techniques. And then I was doing these flashbacks. Hey, uh, my the... camera's about to die. Can you just flick to, to Mike and uh, let Mike talk? Yep, cool. And I, and I was doing these flashbacks, um, which are very cool now. You know, every film, every TV show, they're flashing back. Mm. And I was doing flashbacks and I got panned for it. Oh, too many flashbacks. Film ends on a flashback, flashback. Fl got panned for that. But it turns out that everybody loves a flashback now. You know, everybody's doing flashbacks. And I always say to my wife, I sit there, I say, you know, I was doing flashbacks before they were cool. You know, yeah. I was doing flashbacks. You know, well, the, the, I like the good because um, you need those um, indicators for flashbacks, right? Mm. So the indicator for a good flashback is a textual change. Mm. You know, it's mm. always going to be in a, a brighter hue, mm. or it's yeah. going to be in a or a cold blue. Yeah. Um, or the future is different, or the yeah. past is different, and, you, and the audience knows by these visual cues that it is a flashback. And the quintessential one is like the you know where they do the swoosh. You know, yeah, there's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in the past. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sci-fi, I think when sci-fi does it, man, I think it's hilarious because sci-fi gets so lost in itself. They have to put up a little tag at the bottom of the screen. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, uh, and put the year and yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. You know, Los earlier, Angeles, earlier time. Yeah, twenty forty nine or whatever it is. You yeah, know, yeah. and that's uh, that's part of that. You know, shifting of time. And I, like, I think this really taps into something I think about a lot lately. And I think that I explain to people. You know, when you're watching a movie, and they go. Oh, that that's broken the suspension of disbelief, mm. and they go, well, "That's not how that would work." And then you go, "Well, to shoot that scene, you've got to compress five ideas yep. into this one scene, yep. and there's going to have flaws in it." But the yep. the magician of the filmmaker is to make sure mm. that you're not looking at the flaws; you're looking at the the thing that doesn't have the flaw. Mm. There's mm. these flaw things that may have flaws that develop in there. Like I think a good example um, a movie I watched recently was The Big Short, right? Yeah, and they're in the lobby. And they find the the dossier on the on the mm. while they were doing an interview, they found the report about you know the the housing market about to crash. Like the odds of that happening are so extreme. Like there's no way that that actually happened that way. It's just, they compress those two ideas into that scene. Yeah. So yeah. film compression is about you know time. 
Yeah. And, and that's where it ties into that flashback. It's all about time, yeah, how you manage time. Well, in, in doing that, you want to bring characters together, right? So, you know, a, a good way, you know, if a good a good script or a good um, film idea is, is when all the characters meet in the room at the end. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, oh, perfect. It's a perfect play. It's a perfect movie. Everybody's meet up. Yeah. And I was watching that one about those guys in the, um, in the South um, with John B and all that. It was uh, Netflix. It was a young teenage drama. I'm trying to, I've lost the, lost the name for it. They mm. were set in the South and um, it was, um, they were treasure hunting and everything. But oh. The, uh, the, director, the directors always had a way of like, They'd be running from gangsters in one part of the town and their friends would be looking for them and he'd like jump into a shopping cart and then fly down like four like four streets and then bang they bump into each other like that's impossible like in this mm. city there's no way but you're like oh i'm loving it i'm loving it they're together now you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. there's things that just have to happen to make the story good you know like yeah. to make it work like and well, when you compress things, you're going to yeah. get lost in some way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't have it in real time. Well, there are some films in real time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but very few. Uh, the one that springs to mind for me is uh, The Nick, Nick of Time with Johnny Depp and uh, yeah. uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hit you in the eye with a solder iron. <laughs> I hit you in the eye with a solder I've iron. I've never gotten my Christopher Walken right. It's really hard That's to get Christopher Walken. I in the solder iron. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, no, I like my Alan Rickman actually. I'm trying to do go, my Alan Rickman. Go. You want me to do my Alan Rickman? Go. Um, uh, hello, Alan. This is Alan. Take oh, the pork chops out of the freezer and put them in the fridge so they can defrost. <laughs> I must say, that was very good. Yeah, that's my Alan Rickman. Very good. Yeah, I've been working on it. Been working on it. Um, I've always wanted to do. Vo- I always wanted to do voice acting. Uh, more and more, I'm doing voice acting uh, more often, mm. and I really enjoy it. I just wish I could get to do um, more characters. I'd like to do more character-based stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah, well, I think it's a trial and error. You know, mm. just trial and error. You just you just do it. You know, you just practice and you keep going and you yeah, just I was have fun a, with it. I was a cameraman that got stabbed by a homeless guy in the last film I did. So, you know, I'm not on screen, but I'm carrying a camera. I saw you once on screen. You were great. Yeah, the um, uh, Operation Kung Flu. That was great. Yeah, that was a mad movie, man. That was a lot of, big shout out to Maria Tran, actually. But talking about directing and acting, yeah, though, yeah, uh, yeah. that's something that really opened me up, man, because always directed movies, never really acted in them. And I realized that the director is an actor. It's just that they're at the, yeah. they're at the different end of the equation. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same components. You're yeah. still a storyteller, still a performer. It's just that you're directing the performance and then, or you're being directed as the performance. Yeah, well, you know, if you're the director, like, this actor is doing you, you yeah. know. They're, they're a hyper, they're like an extension of you. Like, you know, I, obviously I can't play every character because that would be weird, right? <laughs> but uh, you can play well, me. Sure, Dave, give it a good shot, though. <laughs> but you can play me. I mean, I can, I can, you can play the lady mm. in this role with the Michael Budd version of that lady, yeah. <laughs> which is me. So we're always, do, everybody's me in the thing. And we're just, it's like 12, 13 me's going around, but they're different. They're actually different people, but they're, you know, they're doing their own thing as well. But I know the name you know, of this movie though. You know, the, I know the name of this movie. This is, it's called this, I'm Oprah's friend. <laughs> <laughs> this summer. <laughs> I am Oprah's friend and I am friend of Oprah's friend I'm friend of Oprah's friend <laughs> part two <laughs> and there is 12 of us playing us yeah, yeah. we are all us we are the same person and one in one in 12 <laughs> written directed and starring Michael <laughs> Budd <laughs> 
you know, the, you know that's uh, not uncommon to go through the credits and see someone who has actually had the 12 credits. It's not unusual. Yeah, I think I've... Uh, Especially I've, in indie film. Yeah, man, I think I've uh, I've actually tried my best to make sure I'm in the credits the least uh, amount of times I can be. Like, I've even uh, said no to credits in films that have been in because oh, I go, yeah. just You can't me- take all my... I can't... Get get all the credit. Yeah, like, don't give me all of it. Just, I, I just give me that one. Man. I look. I get a script and I I dissect it. Like, you know, when I got Ruby's Choice, it was called Grandma's Coming to Stay. It was a comedy, you know, and we just we flipped it. We turned it into a drama. It still ended up being really funny in mm. America. So recently, we've tagged as a comedy because the Americans love it. They laugh so mm. much. Yeah, they laugh at the funny points. So they want to be happy. They want something to laugh at, you know, mm. and then all the other European and the, the Australian audiences, they take it more dramatically. Um, but, you know, I don't take credits for everything that I do, mm. but I take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I want the good titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah, the good yeah. titles. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know I edited this thing and I know that I was a runner. Just yeah. just credit yeah, me yeah, as yeah, the yeah, editor, yeah. man. That'll yeah, do. Unit, That'll be fine. No, unit manager. I was... I put, do you know when I actually... When I made Love of My Life, funny story. Like, mm. I arrived at 6am with a ute and on yeah. the back of that ute was a fold-out table. Yeah. And on, on that table, I had... On that ute, I had bins and a fold-out table, and I folded out the table, and I had, um, you know, your Kellogg's. Your, um, I said, I'm making this look like a real production, like a Hollywood production. So I had, like, you know, Special K. I had Wheat Bix. I had fresh fruit. I had different types of coffee and green teas. And mm. I loved it that I had green teas and peppermint mm. teas. and You know, and I set all that shit up. Yeah. And then I went and directed the movie for 12 hours, and I acted in the movie. Yeah. And then everybody went home, and then I broke down that thing. And I put that on the ute and I mm. drove home. Yeah. Then I got home by about 10 o'clock. Then I watched the rushes till mm-hmm. like 1.30. Mm-hmm. And then I was back on the set again at 7 a.m. Yeah. So when I started making films, I was making films. Yeah. You know, and now obviously, you know, I don't have a big trailer or anything, but, I, you know, I have decent sized rooms and mm. things of this nature. But yeah, I started right at the bottom. Yeah, well, it's the best place to start because you get the best foundation, man. That's mm. what that's what I've learned as as I've grown as a as a um, as a um, you know a media dude, uh, someone that is um, you know uh, either performing in something, directing mm. it, or writing it, or um, producing it. And I'm moving more into the producing side of things these days for mm. some reason. Um, but um, yeah, the the grassroots, the foundation. Um, another way I refer to it is I call it the slow growth. Slow growth is, means that you've got a better foundation. You get impatient with it. Like you yeah. go, I want to be a rock star today. today yeah. But you can't be a rock star today. No. That's not how it works. Uh, you've, got to, you've got to have uh, knowledge. You've got to have experience. Um, you know, so don't get me wrong. There's some people that can you know, uh, you know, leap in one single bound and do, and then do it all at once. There are those people out there, but they're less than a percent. And if you're going to be realistic and, uh, and passionate... You've really got to sink your teeth into it, and that's that's indie films, that is um, short films, and put yourself put yourself in a position where, when that job shows up, you're ready. Yeah, yeah and I think you know, just adding to that, the, the last three years, the filmmaking landscape has changed immensely. You mm. know, we are going through a whole different world now um, in the filmmaking landscape, in terms of what the people what what the people want, the streamers. You know, these guys, what they're looking for. Like, to be honest, like, if someone gave me a million bucks, you know, or two million bucks to go make a film, I'd say, oh, let's make three films. You Mm. know what I mean? Because 
we don't know what's going to happen, right? Let's not put all our eggs in one. If you were going to go and buy stocks, you wouldn't just go buy one stock. You get three stocks, right? right. So you diversify, you you mitigate a lot of the risk. So we don't know what's going to be hot and what's not. So we put the films out. So we like, it's like the film business, like the record business, right? You, Mm. you get 12 tracks on the, on the, on the album. And then like, how many are hits? One, two, three, you know, not all, not all 12 are going to be hit. So these filmmakers that are like deluded about, oh, well, this is geek. they put everything in it and they think this is the one. It's mm. like, nah, man, just make stuff. Keep banging stuff out. Keep building your brand. Keep mm. building who you are. And then eventually you start to get traction and people yeah. start to know what you can do and see because the only way to be evaluated for your work is to have a body of work, right? Mm. Because you can't evaluate how good someone is of one film. That's right? true, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a great filmmaker, oh, I'm a great actor, but you did one film, so how do we know? Like, when you start seeing six, seven films, mm. you know, four, five, six, seven films, you start to go, oh, okay, I can kind of see well, I've got what this guy was doing. Mm. I mean, let's look on the other side right now. Let's just flip it to, like, the buyers, right? Mm. So you got your, like, people like Apple, Amazon... You know, guys like that, they don't care, like Paramount, they don't care about your film. Like, you look at how they're making money, they're making money for merchandising, right? Yeah. So they're not interested in what your film is. They're interested in the market, right? Who Who is your market? So if you want to make a film right now and it's niche, like it's niche film, right? It's about skateboarding or it's about surfing, go do it. That's mm. great because, you know, chances are Amazon will want to play your film, buy your film from you because they will know that actually we've got a great special on surfboards coming up this Christmas and this is how we can promote and, it and this is how we're going to promote it yeah. this, this guy's got a film about surfboards and they, we know that their audience is you know 16 to 18 year old mm. guys and girls who surf mm. so we're going to sell them flippers and, and, and wetsuits and blah 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 come over to Amazon we love your film it's great yeah. I don't care about your film yeah. They only care about the market and the audience totally so the most important thing you have to know is who is my audience right mm. and what is the market right then you have to start to work out, okay, so how do we start swimming in those streams? Yeah. And so that's where the biggest change is because we used to make films and say, oh, yeah, my film's going to get picked up because it's great and you know, good acting and this and that. It's like, no, who is it talking to, right? Mm. No, that's because like Apple, you go do your research. Apple, you know, um, Amazon... You know, the, like Apple wants to sell you phones, wants to sell you Apple TV. You oh know yeah, what man! I, mean? I was watching. Um, I was recently watching uh, Ted Lasso. Right? Um, if you haven't watched it, check it out. It is mad. It is uh, ridiculously wholesome. Great show. Um, yeah, so wholesome, and he's yeah, one so wonderful, so one, wonderful, one, uh, one, wonderful character. Mm. And uh, yeah, every every chance that you see, they're flipping. I, I, there was one that he did product placement, which I thought was clever because they, they used it and they tied it in a narrative, which is the best way to do pro- product placement. Mm. He was on the phone on a, a voice call and you could see the Apple logo on the back of the, the laptop and he closes it and then um, his daughter's still on the phone and he goes, oh, daddy, I'm still here and then he flips it up again. Uh-huh. So he got the logo once and the yeah, logo again. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it. Yeah. Now you definitely know. Now you've been hit with that logo twice. Um, but of course they're going to put Apple products on Apple TV. They're selling Apple stuff. You know, that's course, how it works. Of course. And Amazon and all these Amazon guys. Amazon is selling everything while trying to take over yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, but they just need to know who your audience is. If it's confused, totally. it's like, oh, I don't know who, who's going to watch this. Who's going to buy it? Yeah, you know, who, who do we, well, where do we put it? You know, because we don't know. Because we, who's the audience? And the, look, the biggest problem we have is the content quotas, you know, like... Mm. Like I talk to big streamers like all the time, and they're like, "Well, we don't need, we don't have a, we don't have to take your Australian film. 
We'll have to do that. It's like, but we are, it's made an Australian film, and you are setting up your office here. You know, I'm not mention names. Yeah. There's only a handful of streamers. You probably guess. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, it's not hard to draw that boat. No, no. You, do, you know, and uh, <laughs> they arrive here in Sydney or, or wherever they're based. You know, yeah, yeah. And they set up an office, and they say, "We are now the Australian office." It's like, oh, great! You can take, you can look after Australian people. Oh, you're gonna look after the, the filmmakers of Australia. Mm. We, you know, you can buy their films, right? No, no, we don't have to. There's no quotas. Yeah, yeah. And so we're all fighting for it, you know. But even then, we're all just saying 20% quotas of Australia. Like, yeah, and there's bias in that, though, as well. Because know, then you go, well, they're going to push content that is from uh, companies that are more attuned to um, Amazon, right? They go, well, technically, this company owns... You know, Amazon owns that production company. Of course, yeah. they're going to show that as well. There's Set also bo- their own shop. Yeah, that's right. They've got their own biases mm. in the market. Mm. So um, you're going to come across that. That's why quotas are important. They had... Now, uh, for Australian TV, they've got quotas. Yep. Like you, the ABC has to play so much Australian content. Mm. Same with um, uh, the other networks. But um, who in the fuck watches TV? Like, yeah. no, no one's watching TV anymore. We, I mean, look, screen producers, shout out to Angus and the guys over there. They're doing a great job fighting hard um, to try to make this happen. And these quotas will happen one day. They should be. They should but, be in place, know. man. Just as like as it was in the previous model. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think there's some things that can be taken from... Like, there's some things you've got to cut away because, like... You know, um, things change, things evolve. Yeah. But those quotas are there because we understand that those biases are there. We understand that there is a flood. You know, we're mm. a small percentage in the in this really large market. Mm, mm. Of course we need quotas. We do. Of we course do. we do. And let's talk about the offset a little bit. You know, you got to spend 550000 to get a rebate mm-hmm. on your film. That's right. Oh, no, you, know, you know, you've got to spend 550000 and your rebate is everything after that 550000 Well, the rebate, the rebate is... Uh, Quapable qualifying ex- production expenses. So, yeah. I think it might be just the five fifty, right? You go over five fifty, you get the you get the five fifty back. Is that how it works? No, you get third. You get forty. It's forty percent rebate on qualifying expenditure. Yeah, but it's never that much because, like I always say, if you have a party, like the after party, and you spend a hundred grand on the after party, they're mm. not going to like say, "Oh yeah, here's forty percent back for your after party." Man, we love chipping in for your whiskey. You know, right. like no, there's like qualifying expenditure. Then there's yeah, caps yeah. on. But like in London, they didn't have that. They had this thing called the microwave. Yeah. And they were giving $100,000 grants out, left, right and centre. Mm. And so there was a great, like when I was in London, there was a great atmosphere around making independent film. Because they were like taking that scattergun approach, right? Mm. The Screen Australia and these bodies, they should be like, let's bring that down. Let's just rebate anybody who spends... 200 grand or 150 grand on a film right and let's just put stuff out like they're worried about diluting the quality actually the techniques are getting better you can do a lot more now totally you know we don't need as much you know what i mean not everybody needs to have like i shot my last film on a sony venice it was very nice by the way but you know But you don't no, need that, a you don't need a Sony Venice, but you know it does help. But you know, the, no, you don't need a Sony Venice, but you want a Sony Venice. And, a, and a Chapman Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow, Jesus, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and but look, he, he was taking a cash gun to uh, <laughs> to set just flicking money at people, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> Who was yeah. that guy? I don't know. Give him a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, "Good, uh, good morning, Mister Butt. Hundred dollars for that man." <laughs> um, Buy Mr. Bud $100 for that man. Uh, no, it, it sounded like, um, you know, we just need to, it's coming back to that thing where I want to see more stuff have a crack at the market. 
You know yeah, what I totally. mean? I want to see more films have a go. I want to let the audience decide if they like it or not. I don't want governing bodies to decide if my film's good. I don't want it to just be about the films that Screen Australia oh, make. Oh, come on, Michael. You know, You're trying I'm, to tell me the guys with political science degrees and that are, yeah, you know, in their 60s don't know, know well, don't know how to judge films that are made these days. Well, this, this is crazy. why you have the festival, right? <laughs> this is why you have Made in the West Film Festival because totally. you wanted to buck that trend. Yeah. You didn't want to see the same content going in the same places you want to expand your horizons of what's possible yeah totally especially in the west and I wanted, that's so I wanted to unpack it wanted to unpack it wanted to let it um let it be set free just let it be set free and the, and the way that i did that was by separating uh the management from the decision making of the content that's how i've done that like the content isn't decided by me misty or jay yeah. Like we do the curation when the... T- I know, con- I'm a judge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a judge. I've been judging it for seven years. I've been judging it. Yeah, so, you know, you guys get the content, we send it to you, you guys decide, you know, who, who the winner is. Um, and then it's actually, it's not hard to... The, the strange thing with uh, Made in the West is it's not hard to find the winner. The winner's the easiest thing to find. It's the person that's come last. The ones that are on the edge, they're the hardest ones to choose and pick. You know what I enjoy? I enjoy watching the student films because, you know, you see little sprinkles of brilliance. Yeah. You know? You yeah, see I know what you're saying. Little flashes yeah. of like, that's a great idea. But no, fair, fair enough. Okay, you didn't put it all down. Like, it didn't all work out to be one thing. But yeah. there is some magic there. And let's, let's celebrate that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, but again, though, I've watched um, uh, some student films that have come out in the last few years and they could have easily... Uh, been independent films from five years ago. Yeah, uh, the, the yes. quality the quality is shifting. Yes, the, and I think that's to do with accessibility. It's to yeah. do to do with um, you know, young people educating themselves. Yeah, um, being self taught. Yeah, and uh, I really see that coming through. Uh, last year, it was the first time that a student film won the Audience Choice Award. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. so a student well, film won last year. That what it was Raghead. Raghead. Rag. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Um, there was that uh, a Muslim chick who was a musician. Yes, and, yes, and everyone. Yeah. Re- I totally resonate with that film because yeah. they're not. It's not just speaking about, you know, uh, religion and racism, and and it's not. It's not just speaking to that. It's actually speaking to the artist and the struggle mm. of the artist because mm. the struggle of the artist is all. The, it's the same for everyone. Yeah. It's just that your your position or pecking order may be different, but the struggle's the same. Yes, it doesn't matter you're um, uh, black, white, gay, straight. Um, you're gonna. Yeah. It's struggles, difficult. Struggles doesn't have any. Doesn't know about. It doesn't struggle care. is. Yeah, struggle is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. Yeah, it's it's yeah. indiscriminate, man. Yeah. The struggle is indiscriminate. Mm. It doesn't care. Like it is going to be hard, and you, and you're always going to be going up against this force that claims that it knows what it's doing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like um, uh, certain bodies out there that are trying to dictate what is Australian content. Yes. Uh, these I know we call and we all know what they we call these things box ticking events, right? Yeah. They've yeah. got to tick a box. Yeah. Right? Uh, does it have uh, we need a Aboriginal um uh, lesbian in a wheelchair. Indigenous. Check. You know? Yeah, yeah, indigenous first Australian. Yeah. We need uh, we need that in there, otherwise it's not an Australian film. Yes. That's just crazy. Like don't yeah. get me wrong, of course that's an Australian film, but there are other Australian films as well. Yeah. Um, we were talking about uh, Karna Kazana before. Yeah. That's yeah. an Australian film that, that has um, Indian Australians in it, right? Yeah, love that. Great movie. Mm. 
I think he's got a deal too. I think he got a deal for his uh, uh for the feature. For the feature, yeah. Oh, the feature's gonna be epic. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think he's got it written. I think I don't want to speak too much out of turn about mm-hmm. it, but I think he's got a deal on the pipeline. Well, you know, I know. You know, I'm my my background's African American. I mm. met all my family just last year in, in LA for the first time. Mm-hmm. My mum met my dad in uh, in the he was stationed in New Zealand in the deep freeze and mm. the passing cloud. They didn't even. They didn't stay together. They didn't know what, and they didn't know I was going to be born. It was mm. just like wow. And then she couldn't find him, and so my wife made me like look up. And we found him in LA, and I got two brothers. My brother um, uh, Jordan Bo Harris. He's he's a bodyguard for Logic, who's a very famous rapper. Yeah, yeah. And he does soul music. And then my other brother Brandon Harris. He's a barber, and he cuts Logic's hair. And <laughs> they're on the road with Logic all the time. And Logic's like Eminem, you know, he's huge. And mm. um, my dad, he won the lottery twice. He's like super loaded. Jeez. Yeah, it, it's great. Like, and they live in. Ox- there's lucky, and then there's lucky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they live in Oxnard, California, and you know when I go to LA, they're open arms, and it's it's really special. But I am I am born in Paddington. Um, I grew up in Australia. I grew up with a single uh, single mother in housing commission in South Coogee, then moved over to Maroubra. Yep. Went to Maroubra Bay High School, home of the Bra Boys, and um, I, I always wanted to get me tattooed up. Wanted me to join the gang, but I, I didn't want to join any gangs. I always had these ideas of doing music, and you know, yeah, yeah. big dreams. You know, like, um, and it was tough. You know, I came through very tough. I came right from the bottom to right to the top. You know, and and I've had a lot of adversity, but you know, there has been a shift. Like, we have to give props to. Uh, the Australian filmmaking community, the casting directors, a shout out to Stevie Ray and those guys over at McGregor's and, and, and um, so quite so many of the guys um, that, that we work, that I've been working with. I've recently just shot the Optus commercial, which is running on TV right now. Mm. Um, so that's all across um, every channel. Uh, but you wouldn't have seen that six years ago. You wouldn't have seen a guy like me Mm. in an Optus commercial it was just unheard of you know so we've got a big shift now in like the multiculturalism and we are starting to get it and it's guys like you that are are at the forefront of that I don't know why because you're like a white Australian yeah I know I don't know how that worked out but like (laughs) well I guess I guess my my um, uh, my anchor to all of that is like I grew up in a really rough part of the world I um, and I grew up um as a white dude, I was uh, part of a minority um, where I grew up. Uh, I grew up with um, a lot of Vietnamese. I grew up with a lot of um, uh, Islanders, mm. um, you know, uh, Aboriginal folk. I, yeah. I, I grew up um, in a place that was, uh, you know, ruled by violence. Yeah. Just outright. The, the, the law. Where's that? Blacktown. Uh, close. Uh, Campbelltown. Campbelltown, yeah. Yeah, in a place called Ayrds. Mm. And uh, the police wouldn't even go there. Like they, yeah. they, they didn't even go in there. Like how bad does a place have to be where a patrol car goes? Fuck that! I ain't going in there. Um, it was, it was a rough place, man. And uh, mm. and I realised. But the thing that the thing that I walked away from it from uh, was um, about loyalty. These places have had loyalty yeah. that I've never seen anywhere else. Yeah. Um, the loyalty that you had in those neighbourhoods. And you always knew an outsider. When an outsider showed up, you're like, "This, this person's here. Yeah, yeah, Who's this yeah, person? Yeah, why yeah. was? Why are they here?" Um, and the and and you know the only thing that travels faster than the speed of light is gossip, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. then that gossip would get around. Like I remember a guy showed up in my neighbourhood, 
and he was selling double pane glass. We're like, ooh, a salesman. We're like, we never see salesmen <laughs> here. <laughs> you, most he of you obviously guys, hasn't got the memo. <laughs> no one's, no one's <laughs> told him. This place is crazy. <laughs> yeah, my mother said, um, where'd you park your car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you driving against? He goes, oh, an SS Commodore. And she's oh, like, ooh. Meanwhile, oh, yeah. uh, so where'd you park it again? She goes, oh, just, just, he goes, just down that street. And, go, and my mother goes, look, when you go down there, and if your car's not there, Come back up here and you can use the phone. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, 15 minutes later, I get it. I he, get came, it. he came in, he's like, my car's gone. Yeah. like, yeah, dude, you're yeah. in the wrong neighborhood, yeah. man. You brought the beast you're... into town. Lucky you didn't work near the car when they were stealing it. Could have yeah. been way worse. Yeah. Could have been way worse for you. Um, uh, You've look... been dragged on concrete. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, well, the pl- are the police going to come? We're like, no, you'll need to get a cab to go to the police station and report this because they're not coming here. <laughs> You're going to be waiting a while. I know this stuff. I grew up with this stuff. Yeah, no, and, uh, and that's and, 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 but with those experiences, I realised that um, you know a few things come out of that. You know, to stand with the, where others won't stand, mm. uh, to yeah. say when others won't say. Yes. Um, to uh, to um, um, you know point out the obvious. Yeah. Sometimes the obvious needs pointing out. Like for instance, um, you know, uh, yeah, we've got a few pats on the backs from different organisations. Uh, from Made in the West, you know, um, you know, they would be going. It's great that you're promoting female directors mm, and uh, mm. you know people of color on screen. Yeah, and we're very quick to say we don't we don't do that. No, no, no. We promote no. content. It's yeah. just that we promote content from Western Sydney. It just so happens if you live in Western Sydney, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna come across different yeah. kinds of people. Yes, and that's not it's not a difficult thing to understand. But you never run out of milk and sugar because if you need it, you can go get it from your neighbour and they'll be the first to give it to you. Totally. It's the most warming, loving environment, mm. family-orientated environment, on yeah. the other hand, as well. Yeah, look, I remember I could smell meals because we had the ru- the rules, right? The, the, light, the street lights would come on and you have to go home, right? Yeah, I know and, that one. And when you were walking home, you could smell all the meals and those meals would be different. You could go, yeah. oh, they're having curry. Yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and you'd be like, oh... Um, they're doing some sort of weird so- rice thing sausages. in there. Some I sort of you can smell the soy sauce yeah, in there, yeah, and then yeah. you go, "Oh, that's curried sausages." Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you'd smell those meals yeah. on the way home, and then you'd smell your meal that you're going home to. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if people experience that anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, there's something about that. Great times. And I think a lot of stories come out of that. Like yeah. I tell people stories, or you know, from where I grew up and where I've been all the time. Mm. And they go, "Man, you should write. Like, you should have a podcast to talk about that. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. You should write a book about that. You should make a movie about that." And yeah. I've been told that my entire life. Yeah. And I'm around people that are like that as well. I and know. I'm, I'm with you, man. I grew up in housing commission in South Coogee. It wasn't mm. uncommon mm. that in the middle of the night, someone would be walking the streets trying to fight some random person. There's yeah. no one there. You'd be like, what's going on? Oh, there's someone's out there with their shirt off, running around screaming. I go, who's out there? She goes, no one. <laughs> Just one person walking the streets randomly like blowing up you know yeah, look, i'm really sorry a. i'm really sorry about that by the way it was a bit inappropriate <laughs> but uh, that's, where, that's where we met that's where I, we met yeah I yeah knew. i was that crazy guy um, uh, uh, chasing his thoughts down the street i yeah but uh, yeah that's that see that's normal yeah where, where i've come from that's but a normal thing mental health you know mental health issues as well which we must acknowledge and if anybody uh listening to this podcast is going through anything a hard time like that um, please reach out to Lifeline, you know, and yeah, know Beyond Blue. you're always loved. Um, and we get it, you know, it, it, stress can be, be heavy and way heavy on you, but there's always some always a way out. Well, it's really come to light in recent times, mental health, right? Like, um, uh, I think COVID is something that definitely um, brought it to light. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the, you know, the cabin fever of people uh, being locked away. 
the uh, marriage breakdowns that happened because of people being locked away. Yes. Um, I know, but uh, you know, it was it was it was bizarre. I um, I got married just before COVID. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got yeah, married up no, in the Blue Mountains yeah, yeah, at the uh, right. Norman Lindsay Art Gallery, right? Yes, yes. Beautiful wedding. It was best day of your life. Yeah. Um, and um, we were lucky. It was during the bushfires too. Yeah. Um, remember the bushfires? It was yes, just the yeah. the skies were literally red. Yeah. And it was one day of the week where it wasn't red and smoky, and that's the day we got married. It was the only day out of like I think perfect. twelve days because that went on for like two weeks almost. Yes, you know? yes. And um, we had this perfect, beautiful day. And then uh, after that, we had our Christmas break. I, I had a real good run because I did Made in the West. I released an EP, got married, and I think I, you know, I, you know, I did some acting as well. So I had a really good run, right? Yeah. And uh, at the end of that, then I did a. Oh, that's right. So I managed to land a gig at Frankie's Pizza. Oh, okay. Right, which is like the oh, cream right. to the cream for heavy metal bands, right? You want to sing at Frankie's. Like, wow. it is the shit. Yeah. Um, you know, they, uh, it was an amazing gig. Amazing gig. You know, they do the whole curtain draw, the whole lot, right? Yeah. Get your green room, get a case wow. of beer, you get wow. the full rock star treatment. Wow, I love that. It was mad. It was mad. And then um, we started hearing in the news about this SARS COVID 19. Mm. And when you hear that, you go, oh, it's just another crazy virus yeah. that yeah. uh, is going to get isolated. And, um, yeah, lockdown happened. And uh, I said to my wife, I said, because we were disappointed, couldn't go on the honeymoon, right? Because we planned to go on the honeymoon. And I said to her about a year into COVID, I said, we're so lucky, Misty. She's like, why? I said, because we got to have our honeymoon in lockdown and, you know, together all day, every day. And she's like, yes, all day, every day. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm not getting it. I'm being crazy. Yeah, no, it was good, man. Yeah. I we had a yeah, like no, we loved it. We all bonded. I loved it. We bond. I love being around my. I had my kids climbing all over me, and I had my wife with me, and we just like we were going through like we're going through like we all of us we were going through like something like global. You know what I mean? Like ooh, you know we we used to watch like you know Planet of the Apes, War of the Worlds, you know all this stuff, but we're actually living it. We're like, oh man, this is you know. One point we're like, do we need to board up the windows? What if everybody starts like running out of food because we go to Woolworths and be no food we're like what if people start like saying like banging on the door i need food you know what i mean like could get crazy it was yeah. like on the edge yeah we didn't know what was gonna happen you didn't know you didn't know what's gonna happen but it turns out everyone just stole toilet paper it was hilarious yeah, it was yeah. just like everyone you know punched on at the uh local woolworths over who stole the paper towel and yeah, yeah. uh you know yeah no that's got- my two ply yeah. back off <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the double crib shit man I don't want this one ply fucking shit. Give me that two ply. It's my two ply. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the uh, yeah the, the Y two uh, the Y uh, yeah what was that Y two ply bug. Can't get it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, it went crazy, man. But I, I like uh, don't get me wrong. Like uh, COVID was uh, you know terrible for a lot of people. Um, uh, but in our business, we were quite agile. Uh, we pivoted. We managed to get two main the wests. During COVID, wow, we didn't miss one. Wow, we didn't miss Made in the West at all. It was hilarious, though, man. The first year, I had to make sure that no one had a beer in their hand. Oh yeah, for the photo. No, oh. no, sorry, no. The first year, you had to have a drink in your hand to have your photo taken. You weren't allowed to stand next to each other unless you had a drink. Oh, okay, okay, right? yep, I'm with you. The second year, you only were allowed to drink if you were sitting down. So I had to make sure that you weren't photographed holding onto yeah, a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. You remember that? It's yeah, bizarre. It's totally bizarre. That. Yeah. The um, rules. 
Yeah, because I because I, I had changing. yeah well you, yeah you would know that I had my because I had my uh, made in the West uh, um, uh, minions out there policing things. Yeah, and I would go yeah make sure no one has a drink in their hand when they get photographed. No selfies, no nothing. If if we get you know if if we break the rules in any way, they'll put our lights out straight up, and they'll use us as an example. Because Liverpool was a hot spot. Oh yeah, Liverpool was a hot. I remember coming out there thinking, "Wow, we're going to the hot spot." Yeah, we're going to the hot spot. We're in the hot. We're in the hot bed of things now. Yeah, yeah, we're in the like ground mar- zero. Triple mask up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at ground zero of COVID, yeah. but yeah, no, we got through it, man, because we were agile. Um, you got to pivot. You got to pivot. You know, we uh, when we made the film, you know, Jane Seymour, she uh, quarantined for fourteen days. You know, I booked her for uh, fourteen days, and the agent said, "Oh, she's gonna have to quarantine for fourteen days." I said, "I'll get her out." And so I became more of a politician than, you know, a filmmaker. And I started, like, getting on the phone and banging the phones. And I ended up getting through to this guy. And there was this weird department called the um, Infectious Diseases, like, and it was made of, like, 30 people. Yeah, I had made a on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, we decide if you're going to quarantine or if you're not. Like, if you're Nicole Kidman, you don't have to quarantine. Uh, Because you're too famous, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because if you're famous, you She came flying in. She didn't have to quarantine. Oh, she, she quarantined, but at home. Yeah. So I was like pitching my story. Oh, we're making this film. It's 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 a it's a role where it involves physical activity. So she needs to come to our hotel, which was the Crown Plaza, Hawkesbury. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. That was where our we had to make our own base, you know, for so that no one goes outside of our bubble. Yeah. And um, she. So I found this guy and he was British and he goes he says oh I know Jane Seymour actually yeah oh I'm a big fan was it like I know Jane Seymour or was no, it he like didn't, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't no, like no, that no he didn't <laughs> he didn't talk like that what you think he is he's from not from East London no he's not from Brixton he's not from <laughs> East London Hackney or anywhere like that so you get like, me he's not he's, he's, he had a proper <laughs> accent actually he had a very proper accent proper accent <laughs> and and he knew Jane and and he said I'm, I'll get her out on Monday. Oh, and I was like, boom. Yeah. So what happens? I call up on Monday. Yeah. Oh, they go, oh, James, he's on holidays for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that kind of film. The film was like jinxed. It was like, oh my god, you couldn't believe the things that we had to go through with this film. It's incredible. Yeah, incredible the amount of things. And we had all these people. A lot of gambling, though. That's what I didn't like it's, about what we well, were doing. It was a lot yeah, of rolling the dice to see is, what happens. It is. We don't know. We've never done this before. No one had done it before. So calculated I had, risks. I, I had everyone sure, in a but... bubble, but then I'd have these like sound guys and stuff sneak off to go clubbing and. <laughs> Someone said, "Oh, do you see that guy was at this club?" I was like, what do you mean he's at this club? He's in a bubble. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, he's man. not in the he's bubble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the he burst bubbles, out of the bubble. The only bubbles he's been having a champagne bubble. <laughs> you know, yeah, but and, uh, yeah, that's you know, what we did at the festival. Man. Of, yeah, we did that at the festival. Man, you had uh, we had the uh, we had you had the bubble check in. You weren't allowed to leave your bubble. Yep. So we had the we called them the Uber bubble. So if you arrived in an Uber together, that's, that's your right. that's your bubble. Yeah. So arrive in the same Uber, you will you will sit with those people. Yeah, yeah, and it works. It was well, well, but we didn't run. know what we were doing. We just we, we we did it like like you said, man. We tried you to put do people it. first. You tried to protect to protect the people. Yeah, and that's that's always going to be, you know, the thing that you you know that you can hold your crutch on because you that was your forefront. Yeah, Ho- yeah. Say you know, I, I don't want, want to be that get guy. It. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, want to be that guy. It. Yeah, I don't want you to get it, man. Yeah. I, no one wants to get. No one knew. I just had it. I just had it. Not. I went. When did I? Have, I had like five weeks ago. Yeah. I got COVID. And I was like, I told everyone, I can't get COVID. I said, uh, man, I can't get COVID. I've been around people with COVID. I can't get COVID. I'm, I don't get COVID. 
Mm. I tried to like talk my way out of it, like everything incorrect. I could get COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I got COVID. And a highly infectious me. disease. Dude. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you read the papers or Don't worry about it. it. He's, he's, he's got the antibodies. Don't worry about <laughs> he's it. He's got the antibodies. He's got the antibodies. He's got the antibodies. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's all good. Send her out. We, she's got the antibodies. And so it knocked me. I mean, I had three jabs. You know, if I didn't have three jabs, I don't know if I'd be here right now. Yeah, it, I had the three jabs yeah, and, it, and it knocked me and about. And it knocked me about. Did you feel the jabs working though? I feel like if yeah. I didn't have three jabs, I wouldn't be here with you tonight. Yeah, I feel like that. Like yeah. I, I, I had uh, when I got uh, the vid. It was last year, but mm. I could even feel like where I got the jab. Yeah, I could feel like it pulsating while wow. I was and it had a fever. Wow. wow, and I'm like, oh man, that's got to be something with yeah, that, that's right? Good. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like we're duking it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, <gasps> <gasps> trying to huff, cough, cough. <gasps> Trying to cough this thing out, and there was nothing there, nothing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's dry cough. Yeah, nothing there. I um, I definitely um, uh, hallucinated a lot when I had COVID. I uh, blow my nose. Even the thought of COVID is making my nose run. Yeah, me too. Now you're making my nose run. Yeah, is that crazy? Uh, that's sympathetic nose running. It, it's crazy. <laughs> it's COVID's talking to me. It's COVID. It's COVID's got it. COVID's got become sentient. <laughs> I'm back. Thank you. It's the nanobots in COVID that are clearly uh, we are now uh, 5G nanobots and there's no getting out of it. Um, You know, uh, please comment below. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure it's going to work out. Like there'll be some like rain shower of like comet rain shower and the people that haven't got the jab, it will just like take them out and then we'll just be like, like something will happen. We'll have some glow or maybe the aliens will come and just say, who's had the jab? You can come with us. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. I've got a crazy theory though. You want to hear me crazy theory? I was one of the first 5% to get the jab. Berkey, Gladys, what's it? Uh, uh, Gladys Berejiklian. She came on, she said less than, at this point in time, less than 5% of the population have had the jab. Yeah. I was like, shit, I've had this jab. What have I done? I'm crazy. I should have waited at least for like half of us to have this. Why would you go and be the first 5%? That was me. Well, this is what I said to my wife. I said, uh, oh, we're just going to hang back. Yeah, we're just yeah, going yeah, yeah. we're we're to hang back. back. Yeah, we're hang just going to hang back. Let's just ride it out. Let's just see, what, <laughs> see what's up. You know, let's just, let's just check this out. Let's, let's not like rush into anything, bro. Let's just chill, man. Chill. Let's not like not rush into anything, bro. Bro, we just got to see what's happening with this, man. You know? Could be a good thing, bad thing, but I don't know, bro. Just, just chill. Yeah, I just wanted to see if uh, how it how it affected people. And if yeah. there was news headlines like you know jab kills sixteen people in one day, I'm like, we're not getting it. Uh, but that's not what happened. So no, no. So uh, I got the jab. I, uh, we roulette. We played. Yeah, man. It's roulette. Not taking the jab. It's roulette. Taking the jab. Everything's roulette. Everything's roulette. Everything is. Yeah. Roulette. <laughs> <laughs> The test roulette. Yeah. I was waiting for number 11 to land. <laughs> Legs 11, let's go. Apparently, I was at a casino recently, right? You were at a casino? Yeah, I was in uh, the Burswood over in uh, in Perth, right? Oh, yeah. And I went, um, I was playing uh, roulette. Nice. And uh, I was betting on 11. Right. 11, that's the number, is That's it? my number. That's, that's one of my numbers, number, anyway. I, I pick a different number every time I play. Not that I play a lot of roulette. Well, then but how can 11 be the number if you pick a different number every time? It's one of the numbers. But like you sometimes pick it's 23, sometimes it's 32. So there is a lot of numbers, but... Yeah, there's a there's a, a, a suite 11. of numbers that I pick, and 11 is one of them. Okay. But 11 was the number for me that day, and I learned that you're not allowed to click your fingers in a casino. Oh, no, clicking the fingers. You can't... Can't do that. Can't do that. So I'm like, come on, 11. He goes, no clicking. I'm like, what? And I walk away. I don't like, think he liked you. No, because then I was um, playing blackjack, same thing. I was like, come on. He goes, no clicking. 
Like, what the hell is with the no oh, clicking? Maybe you're giving signals. Yeah, they may think it's signals, but I thought maybe something else like um, uh, with the dice, maybe like um, uh, like a, um, a a sonic device where you like flick over the uh, the ball or flick over the die. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they, you might be screening it with that. I'm not clever enough for that. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, can you look it up, Yarn? Why can't you click in a casino? Can you check that out Mate, for me? I'm I. I'm intrigued. I can't go to a nightclub then because I'm a clicker. I'm a clicker. I'm a Whoa. clicker and pointer. I'm a clicker and pointer. Oh, Woo! God, I got the <laughs> click and the point down. Why can't you click your fingers in a you know, in a casino? I, I don't know. Maybe they're just having me on. Maybe they just I was an annoying prick and they just came up with it. <laughs> um, I, I think he didn't like you. Here we go. Superstition. This is superstition. That's filming. Dov. Yeah, Shout that's out, filming. Dov. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, Dov. Uh, it doesn't have anything on it. Nothing. There's nothing. They fucking lied to me. They're liars. Counterfeit chips. No. They're liars. What happens if you do? He just didn't like you. He said, hey, no clicking. Hey, no blinking. No blinking. No, no blinking, No buddy. breathing. No talking. <laughs> just give us your money and get right. out. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. He got you. Well, actually, I won that night, so I'm really happy about it. Uh, There's nothing on it. 17 unwritten rules in poker. Like that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, you got you got stitched. You I totally stitched got up. stitched. Yeah, stitched up. They this don't tell you like they're not they're not saying online. You came over there to Western Australia with your Eastern Australian accent. Yeah, trying yeah. to like that's a problem. Feel big, big shot, big shot. Yeah, big shot the from West the guy. Yeah, big clicking, shot from the East Coast. What clicking your shit everywhere? You, yeah, you yeah. Just Click had a polo it. shirt and, you know, click had wax you. in my hair. Yeah, who do you think this is? I just click my way around town? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no clicking, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you just calm down with the clicking. Yeah. Like, now I don't know why. Now I'm, I'm we know you got We know you got a beautiful wife and you're showing off, but let's stop with the clicking. Yeah, yeah, let's just cut the clicking out, man. Yeah. But then 11 landed. It was hilarious. 11 landed. 11 landed, that man. Made it, uh, that's got a ring to it. 11 landed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that's when eleven landed. Mm. Everyone was surprised because I was much, like, "How much? Tell me." I had big four bucks on there, so four bucks, four bucks by thirty-five. Thirty-five, yeah, so it's a win. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think it was yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Doesn't that work out? Chicken dinner, it's a yeah. chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah, almost a couple hundred bucks. Almost, almost. almost. But I walked away straight away. What were you doing in Western Australia? Holiday? Oh no, brother-in-law uh, got married. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So we were staying. Love a wedding. Oh, dude, I I stayed at a five-star. Did you look slick? Oh yeah. Everyone looks slick. Yeah, it was really it's a wedding. Yeah, yeah. It looks slick. Oh, he got it done. In, um, he did it smart, man. Your brother-in-law got married. I don't. know, But isn't he already married? Oh, he became. He was your brother. No, he, no, he's my brother-in-law because I married my wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no, but I would. I, I would have said. It my, sounds weird. I know it sounds weird. No, I would have said my wife's brother got married. Yeah, but he's my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. My, correct. <laughs> Technicality. Yeah, so, yeah, semantics. Semantics. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was a beautiful wedding. And uh, yeah, we stayed was at... Oprah's friend there? Yeah, no, I saw her, yeah. No, actually, no, I saw her friend. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, the first... I, I've stayed at a few five stars before and always disappointed. Mm. You know, five stars, really? They, they give it Are this... Are we shouting out the five-star hotel? Or yeah, what? man, the Towers. Shout out to the Towers. Towers uh, at the Burswood, man. Uh, it is literally a five-star hotel. Smells nice, looks good. Fantastic experience. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Love that. And a view, uh, panoramic view of the city. Uh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, man. Everything was voice-activated. I, I haven't been because Ruby's Choice actually had its world premiere at Cinefest Oz. Oh, yeah? Which is in Western Australia. Okay. 
uh, but we were locked out. We couldn't oh, go. Oh, cool. And I accepted, I accepted the film to have its world premiere there, but I couldn't even go to support it. It was that sucks, dude. That's heartbreaking. Family. Yeah, especially a guy who loves red wine. I love red wine. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Uh, if you like I red love, wine, oh, WA is the place to be. WA, best Margaret wine River, in man. the world. Margaret River. Yeah, yeah. And me and Margaret River have had some great nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm uh, very fond of Margaret River. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 waves. A lot of uh, a lot of good surfing down there. There actually was a time where they say that the waves hit the rocks and flicked up the condensation at the right temperature to make the absolute most perfect conditions ever for wine. Yeah, and Western Australia had that. Yeah, man, and, uh, uh, they do. Yeah, they really it's do. Very special. Yeah, uh, there's a f- uh, I, if you ever go over there uh, and you go into the Margaret River, Don't I rub reckon- it in. No, I don't rub it. No, no, uh, Mr. Barvel. Check out Mr. Barvel. Shout out Barvel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great experience. Great people. And uh, you know, there's some people that are, uh, that hate what they do. Yeah. Some people that are good at what they do, and there's some people that love what they do. And when you are like dealing with a chef or someone who's making wine, you don't want someone who's good at what they do. You want someone that loves what they do. Love it. And they love what they do, and you can tell. You can tell that they're artists. They 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 have imagination about what they're doing. Yeah. And they... Big shout out I want some free wine <laughs> <laughs> More free wine actually More They were very generous <laughs> We love you Barvel Yeah yeah Mr Barvel, Mr. Barvel. Uh, And Le- yeah If you want to yeah, Lancaster's is out there I guess But they're sort of like The part parcel They're alright They're okay So We are moving on to Talking about film again Yeah yeah I'm happy um, uh, What was another film That you've worked on uh, What was it uh, Inner Sanctum I'm in post production With that been post production with Inner Sanctum. Yeah. I actually had a shout out to Johan who did work on it for a year. He kind of uh, he 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 was working on it, but we had about a half a film to go, and we're in a very special like this film is special to me because I star in it. Mm. I carry the whole film, mm. and it, it's it, it's a good film. Yeah, I just got a. I'm very particular about the effects. You know, effects are really expensive at the moment. Oh, they always have been, but yeah, like they well, they're not. There's a, always a moment where they become cheap for like a year, yeah, and yeah. then the technology changes, yeah, and no one wants that anymore, and yeah. the new things now yes. are expensive. It's like fire; you can do fire twelve different ways. I had no idea, yeah, that the fire that we were doing last year was not going to be cut it this year. You know, like, and so we would do things, and we're like, oh no, the fire looks shit. Let's yeah. change it. Doesn't you know? look real. Doesn't look real. You know, and then we're like, oh, we've got so much fire in the movie. Oh doesn't matter because you can't just show up with shit fire you know no. you can't have bodgy lasers you've got to have the right stuff so I don't know I feel like Sanctum is probably about six months off you know, okay. right now so I'm hoping that I know that 2023 will drop it I'll yeah. drop it and it'd be good for me because I've Cause you've I've, been banging that out for a while yeah 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 that one that one I've, I put I parked it I had a couple other films that I've been had to do first and then I've, I've been working on it on the side but I um I've been auditioning for really big films and I think I haven't been getting them because nobody knows my acting chops. They need to see me in this movie. Yeah, okay. It's been a while since people have seen me like carry a film. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I always cameo in my films. Like I've, like I started off just having a few lines and then I had more of a role supporting cast, you know, but this one I carry it. So okay. that, that I'm really... Um, I'm really excited about Enter Sanctum, but I was more talking about the process. I was going to ask you, like, when you direct a film, do you do a shot list or do you just get in the space? 
that's a hard question because that's changing that changes in me like i yeah. i would start at a in the early days i'd start at a storyboard a storyboard see no i don't so I did d- have a I did have my assistant do storyboards for for my film, mm. but then we never used any of them. Yeah, that, but that's where you learn because you go to do storyboards, and then like um, as you start shooting it, the cinematography already knows what you want. And they go, oh yeah, I know what you want here. You want what we just did before, but a little bit different over there. Um, yeah, but it's good storyboarding. is good if you're contained. If you're in a contained space, but if you're in a space that has like natural light coming in, then. Mm. Where are we starting? Like, you might not even be starting there because the light might be coming from another angle. So yeah, then yeah. we're starting somewhere else. And then we might be able to get you... Like, it's good for pinpointing certain money shots. So now when I do a film, like, I don't storyboard, but I go, there's a money shot. There's a money shot. This is my coup yeah, yeah. de This is my yeah, yeah, creme yeah. de la creme. This shot we get in this scene. Yeah, yeah. So no matter what, we do all the basic stuff, like, you know, your left to rights, you know, boom, 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 yeah, boom. SRSs, a whole you bunch know, of SRSs, that, you know, establish you know, And then we shots, might yeah. come in, you know, and let, you know, but I go, this is the money shot, or this is the open, this is the wide shot. So I always make sure now that I have a list of money shots and... Yeah. So that's how I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely started. Yeah, for me, the process is changing. I'm moving away from storyboards, but like you say, for um, technical things, like especially like a money shot that's a dolly shot, I go, well, I'll, I'll even do a floor plan for that. I go, right, so you'll be here, he'll be here, they're, they're blocked here, and, and that's how we're going to do the shot, right? And this is what the shot looks like in this storyboard. Yeah. I might do that occasionally, yeah. uh, but um, it's now... And then I, I generally just do a shot list. But now I tend to... Because then I started doing a shot list and then I would have to add space at the bottom of the shot list because then I would have an idea on set. I go, and I want this shot. Yeah. I didn't think of that shot before because now that I'm here, it's a little bit different. Like, especially, naturally, you said it before, like natural lighting will change how yeah. you look at the room yeah. or, look at, or look at the open space. So, um, yeah, shot lists I do, but I allow them to be fluid. I did a shot list once for a DP, yeah. 170 shots, and it was like a few scenes, and he goes, mate, you got 170 shots, <laughs> and I was like, so pedantic, and then I just learned to chill out, because I was, um, when I worked on The Matrix, James Mateague was the first AD, he's a great first AD, but then he went on to direct, um, he directed um, the Ninja movie for the Wachowski brothers, uh, okay, yeah. the Ninja uh, film. And he, um, oh, he's done so many James Mateague. Can we get James up on the thing? James Mateague? James Mateague. First AD come? from Australia. Shout out, James. Love you. When I was a body double and stand-in, yeah. he was just a first AD. Yeah. But now he's gone on to direct some of the biggest Hollywood blockbusters. He, James Mateague. Um, Mateague. Uh, T, uh, we know how to spell it. We know how to spell it. Jan. Jan's got this. And, um, you know, he... Um, he just walked <laughs> in. A whole bunch of, he doesn't know which one. Mateek, M-C-T-U-I-G-C. We go. We got to get this right. We got to get it. We got to get this. We got to help out Yarn. We keep throwing him to the sharks. Uh, James Mateek. Hey, there, there he is. So Yarn always gets it done. Australian he film director. Done. See, when I met him, he was the first AD. He's fifty-four years old, born yeah. North Shore. Right. Okay. So James, what a shout out, James. Love you. He's always so polite to me. He's like, man, you're a stand-in. I was a stand-in body double for Lawrence Fishburne. He has a great job. It's an important job. It wasn't, but mm. he would make you feel like it was, you know. <laughs> and uh, and um, he um, he started directing stuff. So I met his cinematographer um, who works in LA, and I said, how do you guys work? 
He says, well, James just walks into the space and then we just, we just work it out. Yeah. And I was well, like, fucking blew my mind. I was like, what? You don't, yeah, so but, I don't have to sit there for six weeks before the shoot preparing every single shot the way it yeah. should go down. You mean I can just walk on and look at where everybody is and look where the room is and look where the sofa is yeah. and look where the light is and then work it out and then just go, okay, well, these are the shots. Because I know my AD is thinking, he, the only thing he wants to know is how many shots. He's, yeah. like, he's like, how many shots? How many shots? And I go, oh, well, we've got this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. This one, he goes, so six, six shots. And I go, oh, and this one, he goes, so seven shots? You know? And, um... It sounds a bit frustrating for an AD, though. <laughs> he, they get frustrated. They're totally frustrated for an AD. But, you know, you can just walk into the space and direct the films. I've done that before as well, though. That's how I've been doing them. Yeah, I've yeah. just been... I've been having money shots, but I just walk into the space and I just know what we're doing. And I just yeah. do it, you know? Like, it's... I don't know, it's a blessing. It's like... I don't know, I... Depends on your cinematographer, though, as well. Like, yeah. I find as a director, um, you've got to fall in love with your cinematographer. There's got to be some sort of uh, form of respect in some way. And if you fall in love, it's even better. Like, if you if you love and respect your, your DOP, mm. you're going to have a better time. You're going you're gonna to gel. You're going to connect. You're going to see things. You're going to become, um, you know, creatively argumentative. If that makes sense, because like, oh, we used to have the biggest blues. You're gonna, Steve you're gonna, Arnold and I shout out Steve Arnold. Yeah, but all good, all great relationships will have their blues, right? So you're gonna, you got, you got to. But that's a, that's. I, I find if you're in love with your DOP and your DOP loves you, it's going to be a better process. Yeah. If you hate your DOP, you're just going to um, never agree. Well, you got to fight never for agree. what you believe in. He's got to fight for what he knows. So then you have this kind of. This like, I like attribute it to like two wildebeest in the, in the jungle, and they're just like going back and forward, you know, mm. like you know, and there's this tussle, and then if you land somewhere in the middle, that's the magic, you yeah. know, it's the magic. Like, you know, I get, oh, I'm gonna tell you what looks good. Yeah. You're not gonna tell me, you know. I walk in with the hump, you know, I have the attitude that mm. day. I'm like, this is it. He's won the last two battles, and I'm like, oh, you know, pre pre, you know, and we're telling him straight. I'm going to tell you what looks good to that, you know, and it, it's just like, and he's just been looking at me like, it's one of those days, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's one of those days. He's been building up for four days and he's coming, he's, he wants to win today. Yeah. But the fact that we both want to win, that's how you get the magic, right? Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we get the most out of the project. Well, that's where the commonality I, is. I yeah. want, we both want to win. Like we both want to get the best shot and as long as we're both like the worst thing you can do is have a DOP that's scratching his nuts and just thinking fucking how much am I getting paid for this gig and like well I can't wait for it to be over like mm. they do they have a bit of passion because they just have a bit of passion right? yeah yeah but the worst thing you can do is have a DOP that doesn't want to get the absolute best shot you know yeah, and then have a right. director who's scared to say something about I think I have the best shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and then it is I got the best shot. No, you got the best shot. I got the No, no, it's got the Look, I look, directors handle composition and the cinematographers handle the light, you know? And that is fine. Like they give you the best light to work in, but they also, you know, cinematographer, let's face it, has done 10 times more work than a director. Yeah, generally, yeah. He's done ten times more gigs. The, yeah, well, they're, yeah, they're yeah. the running gun. They're, yeah. The DOP is yeah. always the running gun. He's always got the equipment. He's always on to the next. Where yeah. the director's there for developing, developing, developing. Then he's there, ah, ah, you know. And a lot of times you get people running up to you and they'll say, "Oh, oh I got this idea. It's great, and we can do this." And you're like, "You were just singing, 
shit, yeah, that sounds good. And then you're like, no, wait. No, no, we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this. You know what I mean? Now forget that. You know, you got to remember what it is you wanted to do in the beginning. Yeah. And you get, it's like my kids, you know, when I'm at home, I'll say, go get changed for school. You know what I mean? He'll go to play the PlayStation and go, I've just scored 40 points against Golden State. I'll go, yeah, but you haven't got changed for school yet. Mm. You know? And then I'll try to like, like <laughs> diversify, like throw you off your train of thought. Mm. You get that on set. So you get a hundred totally. questions a day. People just throw you off train of thought. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, unless you're like kind of like obsessed and you walk in like a robot and just don't let anybody contribute to anything, you know, then you're going to have to learn to like, to, to, to file it and then move on file it mm. and it's no different working with the DOP you know and DOP he's like oh we can try this and try this and Dutch tilt and this and that and then you're like hmm hmm you're like wait no wait I I, I said want- at the start of this project no Dutch tilts <laughs> <laughs> unless it's Oprah's friend unless it's Oprah's friend getting a good angle right um, no look uh, I know I, I, don't get me wrong like, uh, combativeness is important um, fighting for your position uh, for a shot is important but uh, yeah I, for me the best experiences I've had with um, uh, DOPs is uh, I like their work and I trust their work yeah. and they trust me yeah. um, it doesn't mean you can't have disputes and lock horns of course but uh, yeah like um, I, I've been on the other end as well as a DOP when I've been a DOP oh D- yeah see that's the difference you've been a DOP I'm not a DOP yeah when you've been a DOP like you, not a DOP. you go well and the strange, the good thing about being a DOP is it makes you a more aware director because then you work with other directors and you see yeah. how they operate. And uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different directors out there, man, oh, and the yeah. way they operate. Um, I'm the collaborator. I, I'll, I'll consult with my team. Like I yeah. know, I know what story I want, but I'll, I'll talk I to them. I get that, but that's just a profile. You know, that's just a type. You know, when I I've just got my coaching badges, I coach my kids' basketball team, so mm. I'm coaching ten year old boys' basketball now, and I, I love it. You know, I love coaching my son and his kids. So when we're learning about the coaches, right, they're saying, okay. There is three or four types of coaches, right? You can be the coach that sits back and just like, man, I'm your friend. Just do you, you know what I mean? It's all good, you know what I mean? Do whatever, you know? And then he gets the respect there. Or you can be the authoritarian coach. So you're like, no, I don't want it this way and only that way. And then that's one way you can coach. These guys at Basketball New South Wales, they actually can tell you the four different profiles of coaches. Mm. So I don't see why it wouldn't be any similar with directing. It right? totally is, yeah. You, you just, there's, there's a profile that you take and say, okay, on this project, I'm just going to chill out. Like I remember saying when I wanted to do Ruby's Choice, I remember saying, I just want to have fun. Mm. And then when we got there, it was not fun. You know? <laughs> it's like, on this one, I just want to have fun. I made three features. I know who I am. I just want to have fun. Yeah. But the editor, James Manchi, shout out to Manchi, he, um, who's uh, cutting the last King of the Cross right now, he said, I don't know how you and Steve did it, but you just had enough. When I looked for a shot, it was there. Yeah. You just, and that's where I have a knack for. And that's what Steve has a knack coverage, for. Coverage, man. Yeah, we, coverage is important. Yeah, we coverage just. Coverage is super important. And he forgets. He's 60 something. I'm oh, sorry for clicking. I know. Is, is there no, clicking no, in here? Yeah, no, can we click in here? Can no, you, yeah, can no, you? Yeah, you answer can back. No we, clicking in here. Look, you might affect these dice. Can't affect the dice. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think there are, they are profiles, but I think we have elements of these profiles, right? You can be the dictator, but you can be the collaborator, and you can be the, uh, you know, the artistic consultant, whatever you would call that. You can be all of those things, but you always. The, one of them is always dominant in you. Yeah. Um, which one are you? Are you the 
Are you the dominant director? Are you the consulting director? What kind of a director are you? Oh, look, you know, people walk away and say, oh, you've got a, you've got a vicious, um, uh, vicious streak or whatever, you know. I mean, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a streak. It's an obsession. Mm. When I get on the film, I'm obsessed with completing. Mm. I'm obsessed with getting everything we've got to get, mm. and that's it. And I don't care if you're from Hollywood. I don't yeah. care if you're from Rock and Chipotle. I don't care if you're Queen of England. Mm. I don't care if you're the Prince of Denmark. Yeah. You know, I've got to get this shit. It's got to go. It's got to happen. We've got to make it happen. And yeah. uh, I don't... It's nothing like... That's why I, I I liaise on all levels. I don't care if you're the top of the top, the turn of the top. You know, I, know, I know what we're doing. Mm. I know what we're doing. Okay? And you're... I'm across it all. Because that's my thing. I'm across it all. I'm nice. Don't get it twisted. Mm. I'm nice. But I'm obsessed with getting what we need to get. Yeah. Sometimes I've been described as ferocious. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not like... And relentless. It's not like, you know, actually, uh, shout out to uh, Coco Jack Gillis, who told me that when she worked with me, that's when she truly knew she wanted to be an actor. Mm. She was the first person I cast. I met her at... My son was in her same agency as her. Yeah. We had the T&E management, shout out to Todd and Emma. Mm. And they, um, we had a barbecue once a year, Centennial Park, and, and she was there. She came up, she started talking to me. She saw my daughter was like, one, two. She started talking to me and she just had an old soul. She could talk so well. She could liaise all levels. Yeah. I said, I want this girl in my film. At that point, she was the voice of Maya the Bee. She'd been in doing stuff. She does stuff with George Miller, Mad Max. Mm-hmm. An amazing actress. Yeah. So proud of her. She's outstanding. Indigenous mm-hmm. as well. Uh, she's actually from the same place Kid Leroy's from. The Gilmeroy clan. And um, she, working with me, we had so much fun. We did TikToks on set. You know, we just had fun. You know what I mean? We had fun. And she goes, Michael, I knew I wanted to be an actor after that. Even though she'd done so much acting, it still wasn't clear to her. Yeah. But she just needed to work with the right type of director. Mm. You know what I mean? Somebody that had that affinity with her. Like, you know... I love my music. I love to do... Like, we did TikToks, man. I, you go on my Instagram, you, you see the TikToks we did. We put up... Oh, these are on set. Mm. You know, these are things we would do on set. Yeah. We, I take time out to have fun. And I'm proud of that. You know what I mean? I'm proud of that. And I'm also proud of what we got. Mm. You know, I'm proud of my contributions to the film industry. Yeah. But I do have to... I've got to answer to so many more people than you. Mm. You know what I mean? I have investors. Mm. They want results, you know. Yeah, I, have, I, I have I have distributors who want me to complete, you mm. know. You're just here to do you. Mm. And I'm here to do you too, and I hear you, mm. and I want you to do you. Mm. But don't forget, I'm, I'm across it all. Yeah. That's all. It's yeah, really cool. That, it's really that simple. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, cool. That's mad. Um, but what about the writing process for you? Let's let's talk about writing. Um, uh, I've I've come across two kinds of writers. You've done some writing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got scripts that I've written that I haven't made. I've made other people's scripts. Yeah. But I've every script that I've made of someone else's is always been. I've always made the opposite of what they wanted to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. are you a blinking cursor guy or are you a planner? Like, I'm like. Let's set the world that this should be in. Mm. You know, let's set the world that this should be in right now. So I'm taking in things like, you know, 
as I said, when I got Ruby's Choice, it was called Grandma's Coming to Stay. Mm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Grandma's Coming to Stay. You go to the movies to see Grandma. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was funny. It is ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. So that's I'm a not... shitty... Ma- that's, you can't market that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know... No, no one wants to see Grandma come to stay. No one no. wants to see that. No, no. <laughs> so it's that. It's that sort of shit on a grand scale. Yeah. So I'm going through a script, red pen, red pen, red pen. You know what I mean? There's something here. I can feel that... Like a lot of people have potential and a lot of people have the writing is right. But we're going to put together a screenplay. We're going to show it to people. I've been performing since I was like... 15 years old mm. I know what people want to see they don't want to see that shit you know what I mean <laughs> I don't want to see that <laughs> sorry I can't get a hold of myself um, you know yeah yeah no uh, <laughs> so Grandma's the same I did enter, scratched yeah, I, I did I did enter Sanctum it was called um, she called it Residence horror film yeah I said that's cliche I said enter Sanctum sci-fi boom let's yeah. go yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just, that's what I am. I'm like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm like, let's go. Let's make it something hot. You know what I mean? Let's go hot, you know? But we're still on budget. We're on oil rags. We're not like, I'm not even at my full potential yet. You know, my wife, you know, my wife and I, we were like, okay, what do you want? I said, oh, I'm going to start making films, $25 million, $50 million films. Mm. You know, I want to make films, big films. Because I know how to do green screen, everything. Like, yeah. Uh, I know how to do it all, right? So yeah. that's because I grew up watching... I was in the Matrix, so I watched the green screen work yeah. being done in front of me. You know, cameras all the way around 360. I was also in into the Matrix, the game. Yeah. Um, so I know that, and I said, I want to make 25 minutes. She said, like, well, where do you start? I said, well, you start making films. You know, like, that's yeah. where it is. <laughs> you just start... What you were saying well, earlier. Before, what yeah, you were saying you, earlier. You've got to start. At the, that foundation and that slow growth is important because, um, you know, to have the power of $25 million sounds like something that should be earned. You know, to 100%. Be, to be trusted with that. 100%. You need to have the credentials to and be trusted with that. you don't know yourself that. yet. You don't know. You, no. you think you're good. But wait until you make a few and then you sleep, wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, 4.30 a.m. I'm like, oh, fuck, I missed a shot. Oh, the, oh shit, it's over. Oh, we already made the film, you know? <laughs> it's like, done. I already missed that shot. Like, or I didn't, like, every film I've ever made, I've booked a, I've booked a, um, I've booked a, um, uh, what do you call it? An, um. A thing in the sky, a camera, oh, like, uh, drone, drone. Yeah. Every every film I've I've made, I've booked a drone. Mm. And every time that either drone the the drone crashed, or it couldn't get up because it was too close to an airfield, or we were too much in the inner city, so it couldn't play. So every time I've tried to make stuff big, I've been compressed back down. Mm. And you know what that is? That's budget. I'm not Michael Bay. I'm not like shut the street down from here to here. Mm. I don't can't do it. Mm. I can't afford the traffic control. I can't. So I've always got to work in the parameters that are set down by me. Mm. That's the magic. And people that know you mm. know you're good from what you do with what you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't. It's no other way around it. So yeah, you can make twenty. And my wife said, "Look, hey, you might make ten films and they might average forty thousand dollars return. Then that's what it is. Or you might make ten films and one of them." There's a hundred million in the box office, and that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's now the, you don't have to worry anymore. You just got to go process. make movies. 
The process mm. is making the movie. Mm. It's like that's the process, and what you get out of it. Like the the ideal has never been to like be really rich and successful in film business, and like I just want to be sustainable. Known. That's all I want is sustainable. Uh, that's nice too, but like that's not why you do it. You you do you do the work, and then everything else that should flow should flow. Yeah, it's strange how that happens, man. Because you have these dreams, and you go, "I want to go do this thing," and I want to I want to become stable enough so I can. I have the money coming in so I can do what I like to do. I'm not asking for the world, I'm just asking for enough. And then you realise you start doing it and you start doing it for a long time and you realise I'm already doing it. Yeah. Like I don't need, why am I why am I being yeah. harsh on myself about yes. this? I'm already yeah. doing it. I'm so already many on the journey. People would look at the page you train and go, Oh my god, this guy is a podcaster. He has like all these videos out with all these interesting characters and people. That's my dream. Mm. And you need to always tell yourself, I'm doing somebody else's dream. Yeah, totally. Rather than beat yourself up and go, why am I making a hundred thousand a year off this? You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's right. It's good enough. That's right. Why um, people ask why the pagey train and why call it the pagey train? There's a lot of there's a lot goes into this, right? There's an interesting story, right? Because um, uh, my handle online is Roscoe Pagey Train. Yep. And the reason that my name is Roscoe Pagey Train is because when I was in the military, you weren't allowed to have your name online. Right, you had to have an alias. Mm. So people used to call me Roscoe Pico Train from the Dukes of Hazard. Oh yeah, right. So I, I so I've adapted Roscoe Pico. Train. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I adapted that online, and then I, um, I wanted to set up the show, and we're coming up with the different names for it. What are we going to call this show? You know, um, I don't want to. I didn't want to put the word "Made in the West" in it. Mm. I didn't want to do that sort of thing because I wanted to have more variation in it. And uh, uh, a very good friend of mine just goes, just call it the pagey train. Mm. He has the pagey train of thought because you have a train of thought. Yes. And um, you know you drink on the pagey train, and you're on the drinks cart, and you're in the engine room. You're on the, you're on the train. Yeah. And um, there's a, so many that. things that work Love with that. that. There's yeah. so many ways to think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it really hit me. I go, it is a train of thought because this is what we're doing here. We're having mm. these trains of thought, and we're yeah. we're precious with it as well because we go, oh, we're going too far away from where we want to be. Let's steer it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's get it back to where we're going, yeah. right? And there's this art to it. I didn't expect the art of the podcast to be what it is, and I fell in love with it. Yeah. It's not just the art of conversation. It's the art of podcasting because we've got mm. these headphones on. We're locked in. Locked in. No one's interrupting us. No. I've got to throw you the ball, yeah. and you've got to throw it back to me at one yeah. point, yeah. and uh, we've got to keep going. We've got to find something to talk about, right? Uh, we know we've got a general idea where we're going, but it's just a pagey train of thought, man. Yeah, I love that. It's love just that. it's just you a train be of thought. So proud, you should be so proud of yourself. Oh man, it's starting to take off a little bit. I'm a big fan of uh, Dak Shepard. Have you heard of him, the armchair expert? Yeah, he's just a fantastic at Pop Monica, mm. and uh, we were listening to him for years, mm. and then he became huge. <laughs> like it's it's a it's a phenomenon now. And, yeah. Uh, we, you never know. Yeah, you just you know. Just do it because you like it, though. I love. I, I get guests like yourself on. And I get to have these mad conversations. You need to. I talk get these to insights. My guy Dermot Heidenreich. My my guy Dermot Heidenreich. Shout out to D. Yeah. Dermot, my guy. He um, he's a very interesting guy. I grew up with him, and he actually um once was one of the biggest actors in the whole of Australia. Okay. He had a Pizza Hut commercial. Um, do you remember House About a Tip? Yeah, yeah, um, um, uh, be good to your mum. Dougie, 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 Dougie the pizza guy. Here's a tip, be good to your mum. Yeah, he had, he was doing it with Burt Reynolds, Andrew Shue, when, Bev, <laughs> when Beverly... <laughs> did, did, I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, um, when Andrew <laughs> Shue was on, yeah, yeah. what, Beverly Hills 90210, they came out to do a commercial with him. Yeah, wow. They go, we got this star, 
And they brought Burt Reynolds out and Andrew Shue to perform with him. To be with Dougie. Yeah, to be with Dougie. You know who he is. Dougie and I grew up together, right? Get the the hell out of here, man. We grew up together. Do you know Dougie, the pizza guy? He's my best friend. (laughs) Oh, man. He's one of my best friends. Yeah, totally get him on. I only have a handful of best friends, but he he is... one of my best friends and we used to go out clubbing and people used to give him shit oh Dougie the pizza guy he can knock you out man. yeah <laughs> no I don't want to bust his balls too nails. much he's, he's hard as nails right but he's also a loving it he's done Big Sky he worked with Martin Henderson Tom Long before he passed mm. he's done so many films he was the lead in my film Love of My Life in yeah. 2012 we did it together we've done so many things together and I think he'd be a great guy for you to talk to yeah and flick him over man I'd love yeah, to talk to him you'd, you'd have a great great time with him he's, he's absolutely well I like interesting minds man he, and that's what makes a podcast interesting is that like um you get these people that have done a lot with their life and they've got, mm. they're, they're happy to talk to you. I'm happy to, I'm, you know, you're grown up. I'm normally talking to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> my kids drive me mad, you know. Uh, you know, my wife is, is messaging me now. Yeah, she yeah, said, she's already, already yeah, on to you. Already I, on to you. I only had two hours tonight, guys. Oh, okay, all right. Well, let's, let's, let's wrap it up, man. Um, but look, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. My pleasure. Uh, Michael. My pleasure to be here and I'll be back. And I'll have something to talk about. Yeah, man, absolutely. And uh, uh, where can we find you on socials? Uh, just get me at uh, the Michael Bud. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, follow me on. Um, I'll send you the handles, but you can follow me on Instagram at the Michael Bud. Uh, Zion Controller on Twitter. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, I remember Zion one. Controller on Twitter, and then Facebook. Um, anybody can follow me. If at, you don't know what the Zion Controller means, you've got to go and do some research, kids. <laughs> Uh, I spun my wife out with that. I go, check him out. How young is he? I know, I know, I know. He's <laughs> super young. She's you like, know. no. I'm like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tell my kids, you know, I beat up Superman. <laughs> and and you know, you know, I know Oprah's friend. Yeah, well, I look, uh, I, I must say, I, I got uh, a bit uh, uh, flushed in the face when you said that. Just, I didn't know that you knew her. Just treat me as a normal guy. Just yeah, don't, yeah. don't look at me any different. I'm just a normal guy who knows Oprah's friend. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I'll, I'll try and uh, um, hold back my fanboying. You know? I'll really <laughs> hold that back. But once again, uh, uh, Michael, thank you so much for being I'm on the show. I loved being here. I love working with you guys. Thank you, Jan, to doing the uh, producing wonderful job tonight. Yeah, yeah, good, good pull-ups, uh, good pull-ups, man. Yeah, Looking right, forward right, to judging right. Made in the West this year and being yeah. there live and supporting yeah, local man. talent. And um, Ross, what you and Misty are doing is, you know, t- tip my hat off to you. Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Made in the West Film Festival. If you haven't already seen it or know about Check it. Check it out at uh, mainthewest.com.au. You can be find there. it there. Be, be there, there. Be square. Um, uh, we uh, have some promo material coming out soon. We also have uh, Made in the West TV uh, coming out soon as well. Boom. Uh, so we uh, did executive producing on a talk show, which talks about Western Sydney film. Check it out. It'll be out soon on our Made in the West channels. And uh, one other thing, I am producing a TV show for actors that is going to be showcasing some of the finest actors in Australia on the on the TV screen. So mm-hmm. it's a show made for streaming. So I'm hoping to have a guest judge like yourself come on I'd board. I'd love that. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judge yeah. that. 
Yeah, yeah. man, I'll, I'll um, I'll, I'll give it um, uh, an honest red hot shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You. All right, man. Uh, once again, thank you for being on the show. And you guys have been watching the Pagey Train. Um, you can check us out on Spotify. That's right, video on Spotify. Uh, you can also go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Yes, when you get there, don't forget to tip for the notifications and subscribe. But for you avid listeners out there, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, basically anywhere you can find podcasts. You've been watching the Pagey Train, and I'll see you next time that's it baby we're done boom <laughs> sonic boom don't forget to drive him to my imdb account because that <laughs> the ranking is good